Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. Turn up the volume. Turn up the volume. All right, test, test. I'm peeking out on my input here. You're good on mine. A little on the soft side, but good. All right, let's turn it all the way up. Turn it to 11. Yeah, test it. One, two, two. All right, it is what it is. All right. All right, let's start this. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. We got Fred. I'm here. And unfortunately, Chris won't be able to make it today. All right. This is episode number 84, Flight Fest East 2017, the recap. Wow. You really said that with some passion, dude. Really? Yeah, that was pretty good. (laughs) All right. So uh, how's everyone's week been? My week was pretty damn awesome. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so is mine. Fred? Yeah, uh, under mine, let's see, what did I list here? Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Fred. I did did get some flying in, so the heck with all you guys. I flew my FT-210, and Mm -hmm. I upgraded from the 4-inch props I've been flying with to 5-inch. Oh, my goodness, it's awesome. It can fit 5-inch props? Oh, yeah, man. And it flies awesome with them. It is so dialed in. It's it's like the uh, flight controller didn't like the four inch. I mean, it flew well before, but man, it just stops when it stops. I mean, it's just oh, it flies awesome. Oh, I was yeah. out doing flips and rolls while dropping the altitude. I mean, I could just you know do it right there in one spot. It's probably got a lot more bite, right? Oh man, it's awesome. Yeah, it's 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 like butter. It's <laughs> it's like butter. <laughs> nice. And then uh, beyond that, I uh, got up with a, a person online and and purchased a a lot of um, RC stuff. Apparently, he's a contractor and cleaned out this guy's house. The guy was selling the house, and he just said, "You know, I'm keeping this, this, and this plane. Everything else, just take, throw it in the dumpster. I don't care." Oh, and man. so he he sold all that to me. Uh, a lot of it was junk. <laughs> I mean, this guy's been in the hobby forever. Um, I mean, he's got these old, you know. Uh, very amp or some sort of weird bolt adjustment uh, boxes that look like they're from the fifties. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, there's there some bizarre stuff in, in the mix, but there was some decent stuff too. Uh, maybe, maybe some stuff that I need to do an announcement on the Facebook page to give it away. Some uh, e-flight. I don't know. It was like the coaxial helicopter, all, all brand new in the package and parts for it. Um, so I'll get a list of the parts, throw it up online and find someone that, that needs them and I'll send them to them. Nice. Nice dude. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, that that was my week in a nutshell. That and um, I was scrolling through Facebook a lot faster this week for some reason. You know, I'd be going along and then see some pictures or videos and just scroll right past real fast. I'm <laughs> I'm not sure why what I had to do, with it, but for some reason I was just kind of blurring past the you know certain topics on Facebook this week. I understand that. Yeah, yeah. Turning off notifications for certain groups. Yeah, you know, you know, unfriending a bunch of people, stuff like that. Yeah, the usual Fred action, yeah. <laughs> Fred, I saw pictures on Facebook of, like, all these balsa planes, like, in the back of your truck. Was that what you were talking yeah, about? Yeah, that was the lot, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Saw a couple of biplanes, right? <clears throat> I, well, there was, like- a, there was, a, uh, like, a PT-19 in there that yeah. uh, I'm kind of looking forward to. Because the nice thing with that is I could fix it up. And I have no commitment to it, no no attachment to it, so I can do whatever I want to it. And if it smashes, breaks, whatever, eh, you know, because it's already in, in fairly rough shape. But the goal is to put some uh, 
head tracking FPV into it and fly that around. Nice. Okay. That'll That'd be, be cool. crazy, man. An old nice. beat up Stearman type, you know, PT-19 planes. That'll be really cool. That looked like, what, 48 inch wingspan, something along those lines? Oh, I had to be at least, yeah. Yeah. And as a biplane, that thing's going to be a floater. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So cool. Next topic. <laughs> no, well, um, let's see. Yeah, so we didn't do much. Yeah, we didn't do much. I, I mean, Fred, I bet you got more flights than we did. For sure, this weekend. Yeah, yeah, but probably not as much socializing. I don't know, dude. I don't know if he got more flights than me. I got quite a few. Anyways. So where were you flying? You, you went down to Greenfield or whatever? Green Pond? or Green Pond? A little bit bigger. <laughs> it looked like a pond. Yeah, at some point. <laughs> yeah, not when we were there, though. We were. It was good for us. Um. All right. You want to talk so, about? It? Let's. So, dude, I'm going to talk about what I did other than flight fast. Okay. Um. Real quick. Just earlier today, I actually. Well, yesterday I simmed a bit on the helicopter, and I was really getting the. I don't even know what the hell you call them. The half pyro things down where you go back and forth. I got them down to one way. Yeah, but the other way, what? Like I would get them, and I would like, what did I do? I don't know. And I tried again, and like 20, 30 times, I still couldn't do it again. But uh, definitely feeling a lot more comfortable flipping over and getting the whole like thing back and forth down. Mm-hmm. I was doing like, I was doing like two, three pyro flips in a row without you know losing anything. But that's all also just on the sim. So, but I was doing. I did some simming last night. It was it was it was some fun. Nice. Um, I worked on the uh, the six S FT Vigan project today, and. I wasn't sure. It had been so long since I put the motor and ESC and all that together and did a little test that I was like, where's that ESC? Oh, I don't know. And I'm looking around my garage and I cleaned up a little bit and I found, you know, I have the Dr. Mad Thrust 6S motor. I have a 12 bladed fan, but it won't fit on there. So I have to, I have to use the six blade fan, which I'm fine with. Uh And, and I said, let me, let me see. I got a, uh, I got an ESC, which I think is a 70, a 60 or a 70 amp. I think it's a 60, actually, uh, ESC. There's no labeling mm-hmm. on it anymore. And I hooked it up. I'm like, let me let me just see what's going to happen. I hooked it up to a watt meter. And I know I have done this before, but I wasn't ready for the amount of thrust this thing throws out at 6S, dude. It's ridiculous. And it's, it's mad thrust. It says so in the title. It's yeah. Dr. <laughs> mad thrust, dude. Yeah. It was mad thrust. So i not exactly. I'm going to have to run some numbers. I just I just like remembered what I what I hit. As I was ramping up the full throttle, uh-huh. so I was up to fifty amps, uh, which I didn't think was too bad. I'm, I'm you know, I'm at twenty two volts uh, would be in success, and the wattage was like a thousand watts. So what I did was I I ran it at full throttle for ten seconds, and I watched the battery life lose five percent. So I said, okay, so if I only use 65% of the battery roughly that gives me about two minutes 10 seconds at full throttle so I'll probably get three minute flight times out of it which would be pretty freaking cool but I think you're gonna get more than that because the way we fly our vegans are like anywhere from mid to full to like on off on off on the throttle you know hovering it or harrying it so let me tell you dude I almost had to hang on to this damn 70 mil you know EDF with two hands it was it was mad thrust i was like holy shit. 
I don't remember it being this this much. Maybe I don't know if I had maybe I don't know. I don't remember it getting that crazy. I was like, wow. That thing is gonna scream. Nice. Is it is it all aluminum or No, it's not all aluminum, no. It's plastic. Okay. But it's mad thrust. And I think I'm gonna stick it right where the normal one goes. I know that you know, we'll get into it. We ran into a dude this weekend who would mm-hmm. move stuff around. I don't know. I think I'm going to put it where it goes and I'll see if, because uh, the battery's going to be, a, the battery's a lot heavier. That's why I asked if it was, um, yeah, if it was the plastic one. Um, and what do you mean your battery's going to be a lot heavier? What battery are you planning on using? Either a 4100 4, or a 5000. Oh my God. 000. That's way too big, dude. You know, that plane's not going to, that plane's not going to apply. Not probably even 41. What do we use when, when it's 4S? A 3000? Yeah, I use a 3000. Yeah. yeah, so you would go like 6S 2200. <laughs> you have to go to keep the weight the same. You'd have to go a lot smaller milliamps. You can't go up. You have, that plane's going to weigh an extra like 300 grams or whatever. And it's going to weigh a lot. I don't know, dude. I, I really don't think it's going to matter. When I held on to the CDF, I was like, oh, my God. Got mad thrust. It can handle the weight. Like, it was crazy. The wings okay. might not be able to, but yeah, it might not fly right. It might. Well, fly. I got a spar in there, so we'll see. No, nah, even then, <laughs> foam board might just rip right off. <laughs> it might rip right off. Well, we will see. Yeah, to be yeah. continued. Okay, <laughs> so I guess uh, let me let me talk about what my week was besides uh, our, the fun fly. So main main thing is uh, my garage flooded again. So I started on a mad dash to get the garage kind of finished up and i bought freaking tons of shelves and i started building all that started getting everything off the floor so you know that so i could just kind of figure out what's salvageable what's got wet and damaged or whatever so that kind of started my week pretty shitty it was raining like constantly in jersey this whole past week or whatever besides that i you know i got it all sorted out Uh, i started sorting my stuff uh today um, Tuesday when you know, as before we recorded this, I was sorting kind of all my RC stuff in, in bins. So I posted a picture of it. It was kind of like, okay, here's all my RC, you know, airplane electronics, servos, receivers, um, motors, ESCs. I put that in a box, put my building supplies in another, you know, Velcro and, and other things, just kind of sorting things out and get things um, packed away, you know, get them off the floor, get them off the workbench get them in boxes in a way. So I started working on that. And then later on um, this afternoon, I noticed uh, my wife brings in a box. And he's like, oh, you got a package. And I was like, what? I didn't order anything, Uh-oh. did I? Uh-oh. What did I order? Did She's she like, say I don't it know. like that? You got yeah, a package. Yeah, yeah, yeah you Uh-oh. got a package. And I was like, uh, okay. Uh, and I look at it, and she's like, yeah, it's from Vietnam. And I'm like, what the hell did I order from Vietnam? So I do an unboxing <laughs> video. Oh, um, <laughs> so I did an unboxing video. Uh, did a Facebook live on our page. Was it opium? No, no, it was better. Oh, okay. It's two brand spanking new N7 canopies. Nice. Yeah. So one of them is mine and one of them is Rob's. I kind of wanted both <laughs> because they're so <laughs> they look really good together. Like, you know, because um, the color schemes are. Like, so I was buying my canopy. I was designing mine. I said, okay, I want an orange canopy because I like it super bright. So give me, I, I asked, basically, said, give me the hottest orange you have, like the brightest orange. And then give me like a neon green pinstriping with some black carbon fiber. 
And they're like, okay. They designed it and mocked it up, and it looked good. And, and then, you know, I was like, oh, does anybody else want a canopy? While I got this order in, and Rob's like, yeah, I'll take one. So I was like, okay, cool. And I'm like, oh, what do you want? And he's like, I don't know. What are you going to get? I showed him a picture of mine. He's like, all right, just get that, but reverse the colors. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. So I open up the box, and what do I see? It's this bright green canopy with orange pinstriping and black iron fiber for the windows and, and the black spots. You know, and then kind of pull off that canopy and you see my orange one underneath. It is super bright. The fitment is probably about an 8 out of a 10. You know, it's real nice. So I can't wait to uh, get it up in the air and see see what it looks like in the air. But it's going to be bright. I have a feeling it's going to be like my brighter than my Goblin 380 with the orange and green. Really? Um, I think it's going to be like that. You know, it's not a full canopy. It's just a, the front canopy. It's not a full body canopy, I should say. But um, like the Goblins, but... It's it's gonna be pretty bright in the air, I think. So, Fred, you were gonna ask something. I was. Uh, I thought you said something. Okay. Oh, I was asking where my canopy was. Uh, you're out there buying canopies for everyone. No, oh, where's my canopy? Yeah. <laughs> where's my money for the canopies? Well, you I didn't know. buy them. It was a free. You didn't mention that. I thought it was. Free. <laughs> yeah, there was, there was no mention of that. There was just you just ordered it for him. Oh, he he paid me for it. If you guys pay me for it, we could get canopies for you guys, too. <laughs> uh, that's all right, then. Never mind. It's less interesting now. Yeah, that's about it. You want to go into the main topic? Sure. Uh, yeah, I'll just go first. I'll review everything I did at Flight Fest this week. Um, all right, I'll be back in 20. All right. Wow, that was a lot. Whew. I, I didn't think he would ever shot up there. Come on, Fred. You might actually uh, recognize a name or two. <laughs> yeah, you might enjoy it. Probably not oh, half of the people we're talking the about. the show notes. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's see. Flight Fest 2017. 2017. Flight Fest East. Got to remember to say East because I don't there's like three that. Flight Fest. Say it right off the bat. I don't it's like three like Flight Fest? Yes. There's Flight Fest East. There's West, East, and South sometime later south. this year, right? South. Now that, <laughs> that one's got my interest. Yeah, too bad it's going to suck more than East. <gasps> what? <laughs> Why would you say that, dude? I don't know. <laughs> just Because we're not going to be there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, he's just a hater. Uh-huh. I am not <laughs> just down with hate. The, I'm not. I'm not down with the whole Flight Fest East deal. I, I think it should be Flight Fest, the original, or f- just Flight Fest. Flight they Fest Homecoming. West, South, yeah. So Flight Fest, <laughs> Flight Fest West, Flight Fest South. The original Ray's Pizza, the original Flight Fest. Yeah, yeah, that's what it should be. Yeah, just stick, just stick with that. It's not East because you can go further East. Yeah, I know, I know. I don't like that. To me, it, it seems more Midwest to me than East. But okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyways, Flight Fest 2017, East. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I derail us? Uh, no, no. Not, not any further Never. than usual. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Good. As any big flight fest event, you know, the people, the people stand out, I think, the most. So let's kind of just start off with that. Yeah. I try to remember them in the order that they, we, you know, we saw them. Yeah. So the first one would be Aaron Blake and his daughter. I think his daughter's name's Hannah, is it? Yeah. Yes. Um, as we drove in, they were the first ones to kind of welcome us and kind of guide us. So, um, yeah, that was cool. And it's it's bizarre because you talk to them on Facebook and you see their pictures and then they have 
you know, they're wearing a hat and sunglasses and you're like, who is that? Oh, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> no, it's like, it takes you a second or two to, to realize who you're talking to. The, the funny thing is I'm opposite. I recognize him and his daughter instantly with him in a hat and uh, glasses on. But then later on in the event when he didn't have his hat and glasses, oh, I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, 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 <laughs> oh, Sarah. That's right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Certain people, so, it's that way, and certain people, it's the other way. <laughs> yeah, so it's great. To, it's great to just get introduced by you know familiar faces, right? As we, as we drive in, so that was awesome. Yeah, we drove in. He did a Facebook live. We kind of got out and we parked and got out and walked down the flight line, and then came back up and we were like, you know, there's a lot of spots open yeah. right next to the flight line. I was like, we should just get as close as we can to it. So we we drove around and uh, found a good spot on the heli flight line or the heli section mm-hmm. yep and set our stuff up there yep i i will confess i did not watch any of the videos um i did look at some pictures but not many i i did kind of try to isolate myself from the whole not being their experience well fred you would have liked one of the videos i when they went up to do their radiant fly i went to disrupt them with okay. my vegan I, I did i did catch that one okay <laughs> we'll i talk about that in a little bit I, I, yeah, yeah. I want to hear the details because I didn't hear all of it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, we'll get into that. So let's see, who else did we see first? Well, we you saw a guy Adam? named Adam. Yeah, I saw, we saw we ran into a guy named Adam who said he listens to the show right off the bat. And I think he's Chad Cap, one of Chad Capper's buddies, or he's really local because Chad was asking him about. Oh, right, right. He flew helis too. Yeah. Yeah. Forget what he had. What did he have? A T Rex? Oh, my God. It's blanking me. He I had, he had um, on a line. But maybe not. No, it wasn't in a line. It was a logo. He had a logo. Um, well, yeah, seven extreme. A, yep. The old, the old seven hundred extreme. Yeah. Yep. The, the big one. <laughs> the big carbon fiber one. Yep. Yeah. He was actually. Yeah, I remember that now. Uh, who's doing awesome with that? Um, yeah, because he was like, "What is that?" He looked at. He saw mine and he was like, "What do you got there?" Mm-hmm. Yep. The six ninety. Yeah. We set up next to one guy uh, who had some. Who I think was flying multi rotors. On one side yeah. of us. He had um, a whole bunch of heli um, swag, though. He was wearing a, a Gowie hat, right? Forgot his name. Shoot. And um, he had an Urcha shirt on. Heli paraphernalia. Heli paraphernalia, yeah. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> But on the other side, um, after yeah. we set up, uh-huh. our, that guy Charles, Charles Booker, came by and set up right next to us. Yes. Yep. He's another heli pilot. Um he was a guy that we talked about last week because said, "Hey, I'm going to be there representing," and it was his first flight flight fest. Yes, so it was awesome to uh, to meet him. Plus, I'm sure it was great for him to have other heli folks with him because uh, I, I'm sure he probably thought he'd probably be the only heli person there. Yeah, um, and I'm sure he had other ideas of how the flight line etiquette would be because. <laughs> He's used to Urcha. He's used to, you know, other events where they're heli events. Um, he runs a lot of speed helis. I know. Did you talk to him about uh, he came in like second right under Justin Pucci in the speed cup? Yep. Yeah. Right? He's showing me pictures and everything. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. He had a Goblin 700 speed or a Goblin speed. Yeah, he had it there with him. I don't think he flew that, though, did he? No, no. He said he just got it. He was kind of setting it up and, you know, that's a big heli. He needs to stretch his legs for that one. And, yeah. you know, how the, the flight line at Flyfest Fly is. So, yeah. But um, he did fly his uh, Gowie uh, X5 that he has like a setup for speed. 
Okay. You know, it's, it's kind of funny because I was like, oh, so, you know, what do you run and stuff? I'm like, how much degree pitch do you run on that thing? You know, if you're running speed, he's like, I'm around 15 degrees. I was like, damn, <laughs> you know, running full like head speed too <laughs> at 15 degrees, just roaring down the, the flight line. It's crazy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that was cool. And what else did he have? Didn't he have another heli? T- yeah. He, he, had three. he had three helis. Yeah. Oh, the X3 too. He had another galley. Yep. Mm hmm. He was representing with the Gowies. Gina would have been proud. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he was a cool guy. He hung out with us for most of the day when we were up there because we did some walking around and stuff. Mm-hmm. He he was spotting me at least one once or twice while I was flying. Yep. And yeah, for your first flight fest to show up there with a helicopter and you know and not be, like you said, not be used to the the lack of, of airspace etiquette, I guess we would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like free for all. So. He was he was doing all right. I mean, it was it was cool. I mean, I don't know if we should talk. Well, we can wait to talk about ourselves and what we did. But uh, yeah. But then after that, um, I after that it started getting blurry for me, man. Yeah, I know. Um, I was on a monster, and then later on a five hour energy. So <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh huh, getting a little blurried at some points. But I know we ran into um, we can go right down the list. Uh, Ethan yeah. and Bob, Ethan yep. uh, Alter, and his Bob's his father. Yeah, yeah. And dad, Bob, Atir, I think. Um, and I it was listened, good to see them because we met them last year, right? So. Last year, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was going to say, I listened to last year's podcast and how we both thought Ethan was an amazing pilot last year. Yeah. Man, he yeah. has gotten, he did not sit on his hands the, <laughs> for that year, man. No, he, not at all. Holy crap, man. Mm-hmm. Amazing, man. 15 yeah. years old. Yep. And he is only just, been flying for three years. Yeah. You know, I mean, simming for a long time, but like actually on the sticks flying a heli three years. And, and that's the funny thing is like, you know, he, we thought he was great last year and he was, yeah. but he's gotten that much better as far as his maneuvers are cleaner. He was doing pure talks last year, but it was messy. It was sloppy kind of all over the place. Uh, uh-uh, uh, not, not this year. It was tight. Like, he would do a half piro, uh, like 180 degrees per TikTok. So basically, you would see the tail down on one side and the tail up on the other TikTok, and just back and forth, like you know, down, up, down, up. You know, just solid. Um, the tail didn't like it didn't vary too much from exactly being either pointed straight up during one of the TikToks or straight down on the other side of the TikTok. So he's definitely gotten that cleaned up. Um, he's yeah, and, transitioning way better now. And you can see him feeling that out when he was flying your. Uh, Black mm-hmm. Thunder. If yep. you guys want to really see him fly, you got to see when, when he flies his own, uh, you know, his own 690 or what did he have? He had yeah. 690 and a, and a line 700, right? He had a line T Rex 700. He had a, the logo 690 running, I think, low head speed on that. And then he also had his Goblin 700 competition. And we'll, we'll talk about that. But so I'll put a little section for the crashing, <laughs> the crashes. <laughs> Nice. Uh, let's see. And then, dude, uh-huh. Andrew Snyder, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he came up, and uh, the first thing he said to me was, uh, I, I hate the podcast, but I can't stop listening to it. <laughs> yes. Oh, um, man. First of all, going to the club. <laughs> <laughs> first of all, I mean, you know, before we meet folks and we talk to them on Facebook and stuff and, and on social you know media, social networking and stuff, I, I rarely see people's faces, like what they look like or 
or anything like that. Or, you know, obviously we don't know what their voice sounds like and stuff. Um, I totally picture someone totally different <laughs> when, when Andrew came up, but dude, that, that guy is freaking cool, man. He is, he's funny. Dude, he's awesome. Yeah. He was hilarious. Yeah. He is, you know, definitely good people. And, and just the amount of like, um, enthusiasm he has in, in RC, you know, it's, it's amazing. It was, it was great. It, it was so funny because he was walking around with baseballs and having everyone sign baseballs. And I'm yeah. like, what is this? He's like, oh, can you sign it? It's like. A baseball, <laughs> okay. It's, a, it's original, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, most people do wings, like or like, um, you know, an airplane or some sorts, you know. But for or, or part of an airplane, uh, for so, them so to come around. I I saw the baseballs on the uh, on Facebook. I didn't quite catch the reference, but okay, that makes. Sense. Yeah, he ran around. He I guess he had six baseballs that he got, and no, he had th- every. You know, I think that's one baseball. Oh, is that it, one? Yeah, because. He handed it to me, and I was looking for a place to sign it, and it's just like all okay. over. Yeah. It was full, yeah, yeah. I was, I was surprised. I found a little bit of room to put, like you know, Steve and FFRC. So, um, yeah, I did the oh, same that's thing. awesome, awesome, man. Yeah, so he was he was a blast to to meet in person finally and hang out for a bit. Yeah, dude, um, I had a lot of fun hanging out with him because uh, it's cool to you know to get talk to people. I listen to the show, and it's like you don't really. There's really no like hey how are you or you get to know somebody it's like boom you're right into stuff like we're talking about stuff and i'm laughing and he's laughing and we're just having a good time man yeah that was really cool all right and then next on the list we have uh david crawford and his friend chris yeah Uh, (laughs) mr dave crawford who uh i think he he's probably the longest person to wait for stickers (laughs) <laughs> and then not get him and then finally get him in person. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. Yeah. Oh boy. No, but Dave's good people too, man. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, we, we dude, you know what is really cool is like we're on vacation sort of or and you know, they're on vacation and they're taking t- time in their vacation that to, to hang out and you know, just have a, we we you know, have a good time with all of us, you know, like just it's it's so cool, man. We saw Dave a bunch of times. Uh, he came down to flight line as we were racing or, or, or as we were flying the Vigan around, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Came down to watch you fly a helicopter, me fly a helicopter, and, you know, just hang out for a little bit with us. Uh, it was yeah. great to see him, man. He's a good dude. I got to say about Andrew Schneider, though, uh, that we did meet his dad, too, who just built the oh, club yes. and painted it up, and he did a great job painting it. Painted it with, you know, your your typical yellow cub color and uh mm-hmm. yep. i swear to god it looked like balsa yeah he did a good job he just he sanded it a little bit in between or at the end he was telling me and uh yeah man it came out really good yes uh but yep. dave man it was great to see him like you said mm-hmm. <laughs> well, probably waited for stickers longer than anybody <laughs> and the vi- uh, damn video that i had of him last year i just posted <laughs> yeah what was your comment to him you're like oh yeah so i guess you finally saw the video because you stopped bugging me about it he was like no i still haven't seen it <laughs> he's like no i still didn't see it and i'm like all right well thanks for uh thanks Stop, for yeah. not seeing it and uh just not bothering me anymore <laughs> Giving up, basically. Giving up, yeah. <laughs> I gave up on Kevin a long time. Uh, poor Dave. But I did get that video together. It wasn't, it wasn't much, but I you know, I was able to slow it down and throw, put it to music a little bit. Nice. Awesome. And then we went down to the flight test store. Yeah. And as soon as we walked in, we saw... What did we see first? Matusik? No. Oh, we saw Ethan. 
Yeah, we saw Ethan. Yep, yep. He was kind of hanging out with a couple of his friends there. Um, and but, yeah. and I, I got to figure that that store had been crazy, especially on the rainy days where there's nothing else to do but go into tents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we were only there for the Saturday, which was gorgeous. Like, uh, <laughs> it started driving up the Friday. It rained, uh-huh. yeah, Wednesday, Thursday, bad. It was nice on, like, the later half of Friday and then Saturday, man. It was it was gorgeous when we were there. Yeah, it was it was perfect. I couldn't ask for a better day. But we did run into Kevin Matusik and his son Colin, <laughs> man. It was good to see Kevin. We, we called yes. a little bit. That was awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kevin's a good dude. He's been on the podcast episode like four or something. I forget what it was. <laughs> He's earlier on. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Kevin's uh, made it out. And then you were doing some shopping, and I I wound up talking to Bob from the flight test, uh, you know, mm-hmm. team yep. there. And Bob recognized me right away. He's like, Kevin, how's oh, it going, man? Background Bob. Background yeah. Bob. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was chatting with him for a little bit. So, you know, he was doing. He's doing good, man. It's good to see him. Yeah, looked like he was doing oh, great. Yeah, he seems like he'd be fun to hang out with. He's yeah, you know, a little quiet on the show, but I bet you, you know, in person, oh, yeah. he's got some stories. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Do we meet anyone else inside the store? I met uh, Tom. Yes, Tim. Tim. Tom. 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 Tim. Yeah, and his son and uh, <laughs> <laughs> the guy we we yeah they were right in front of us, weren't they? Well, his son wasn't. I didn't even his recognize son his son. Uh huh. Yeah. And and yeah, it was uh. It was cool to see him, and we were, you know, just catch up with him, see how he's doing, man. And he actually had, I, we were talking about the Cub, because I think they were buying one, and mm-hmm. I said, that's that's similar to what you had at Neff, like, three years ago. He had yeah. a scratch-built, no no paper on the foam kind of Cub style. Right, right. Mm-hmm. We saw Josh in the store briefly. He was kind of running around, it seemed like, you know, very busy man. Yeah. Bixler. Um, let's see. Um, got to see Jen Bixler again, you know, she was working a cash register. She was working a shop and yep. say hi to her. Um, oh, we ran into Dan and Keegan. Sponholtz in yes, the store. Sponholtz. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dan is, yeah. uh, Dan is cool, man. Dan's, Dan's good people. Dan's a cool <laughs> cat and he's laid, he was laid back last year or, you know, every time I met, met him before uh-huh. he was laid back, but this year he. He told us he was giving up caffeine and yeah, yeah. Later when we saw him, uh, <laughs> later that night, he was like, "Yeah, he, <laughs> I gave up caffeine," and he's like uh, saying all this stuff. It was crazy. Um, you know, his son Keegan got his pilot license and is going off to college soon, and all this stuff's happening. And yeah. he decides to give up caffeine the year <laughs> that all that happens. Uh, so yeah, yeah, but he, yeah, he's good, good, good folks, you know. Let's see here. Um, you know, I think I think soon after that, we when we left the store, we saw Mike, right? We saw Mike Finley, yeah. Mike Finley, right? We yeah. saw him off and on the whole time we were there. I mean, we were only there like we figured it out. What we we got there at, at ten and we left it like yeah eleven or or whatever ten eleven. So we were only really there like twelve hours. Yeah, we were there for twelve hours and we drove fourteen hours to get there back. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but uh, it was worth it. Yeah, so we, we were hanging out a lot with Mike at the here and there, you know, yeah. kind of by his camper for a little bit. Um, yeah, Mike is Mike is the best man. Uh, Luis and his son, right? We we kind of saw yeah. them for a little bit. Lu- Luis Rossi, I don't yes. know Rossi. You say Rossi, I say Ro- Rossi. I don't know what it is. 
Rossi. Rossi. Well, he Rossi. can explain it to us in September when we hopefully it comes out again to Rybert's thing. But yeah, his son, uh, man, and I forget his son, son's name. I know he's into Star Wars. So I saw Luke Skywalker there. His son, I'm mm-hmm. going to call him Luke. So I saw Luke. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he came right up to us. was like, hey, how's it going, man? Uh, yeah, it's good to see him. Uh-huh. That's good, dude. Yeah. And then we had a couple local. Well, our buddy Chad, big Chad that we used to fly mm-hmm. with, uh, he didn't make it out there. We, we weren't sure whether he was making it out or not. But uh, his buddy, Matt, came up to us. And I forget the other guy. Was it Craig? Matt and Craig? I feel, I thought, I think uh, so. I'm not sure, man, because my notes got jumbled and, and it kind of ran together. Yeah, I don't know. I don't recall. But um, I, I do recall Matt. I just don't remember his friend's name. Oh, sorry, dude. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, we got to see. I mean, you, you know what another thing is? is um, we'll kind of get into it, but like a lot of people are just kind of coming up to us, which is great. Uh, yeah. You know? Uh, there was, uh, what was that guy's name? Steve? He was asking about the helis. Steve or Steven? It was just, it's just great to see everybody, man. Yeah, he pulled me right out of like, I was just walking down towards, uh, when you were working on your Vigan, mm-hmm. uh, I went to, Stefan was on the microphone. He was doing something with the combat. And I said, I'm going to go talk to Stefan because you have an idea. Uh, we don't know if it's going to happen or not, but I said, I'll go talk to him while you're working. And yeah. right as I'm walking down there, yeah, Steve stops me. He's, pushing his baby carriage and and he's like hey dude listen to the show and uh yeah you know, yeah <laughs> i just want to let you know and so we i stopped and start we started talking for a while there yeah and he was asking me you know he flies multi-rotors and he was like you know not sure what i should do if i want to get into helis or not and um mm-hmm. you know he wants to get into it but he wasn't sure what what route to go so right. i i talked to him a little bit about it and then told him you know stop down you know i told him where we were and he came down later and when we talked for a while uh later yeah mm-hmm. yep. and uh it's tough though because you know you want to get into it and you want to tell people you know you know go out and buy an oxy but you're not sure where they are you know right it's hard to gauge like you kind of have to figure out what experience they have first before making a recommendation we can't just be like i mean for us at the level we are if we were like get a first heli again, it'd probably be an oxy, right? I mean, yeah, but we know how good they are and how, you know, repair costs are pretty cheap. But, you know, we, we know basic setup. We know kind of the geometry of how helis work, that it's easy for us to overlook someone who doesn't know that. And then the frustrations they might have if they did get an oxy, because unless you have help, oxy is not a helicopter for someone who knows nothing about helis to get into yeah, I was going to say the exact same thing. You you need someone that can help you out and, yes. you know, you can bounce questions off of and even be there to physically, you know, to help check, and show check you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 kind of it's it's a little tough. And, uh, you know, unless you enjoy doing a lot of reading, which I don't, uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, you can watch a ton of YouTube videos and pretty much learn what you need to learn. But and, and that's kind of how I learned most of my stuff. Yeah. But. You know, it, even then, it still comes to a point where it would have been a hundred times faster if someone was there to show me physically. Okay, this is you know how this works, um, and this is how you set it up. And if you have questions, then you can ask questions and kind of bounce ideas and questions off each other. Like it's just, it's just you know, having someone in person does is is priceless. You know, compared to like trying to learn it on your own. But in any case, you know, he he's did have some experience he had a like a t-rex clone fly bar heli 
you know, and and oh, so right. he, yeah. so he he does have some experience with setting things up. And when I was talking, like you know, you got to set up your collective and cycling and stuff like that. He kind of had an idea, so so that's good. And I guess um, it could, you know, when you talk to people where we're at, and when we talk to people that say, "Hey, I want to get into it," I guess in a way it could come off like we sound a little arrogant by saying, you know, it's not something you want to, it's not something that you. You, I don't know, for me to recommend somebody, hey, spend five, six, seven hundred, a thousand dollars on something and to find out whether you like it or not, you know, that, that's kind of, I, I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. yes, it's, it's tough, man. It, it really is. Yeah. I mean, and that's part of the reason why, like, if I don't know someone's skill level or like if they're like, oh, I've flown planes and multiverse but never helis, I go straight to go get a Blade 230S, you yeah. know, go get something that, it's already set up. It can, you know, there's a manual for you. Just follow the manual, and then that'll get you at least up in the air, hovering and stuff like that. But, but yeah, so it was great to to meet Steve, and he had a lot of questions for us, and I and I really like that. I like being able to help someone, um, show them some stuff, and kind of like you know help them understand and learn some of the stuff that we're so passionate about. So, so yeah. that was great to talk to Steve. You know, I think I think off and on that day, like you know, you and I probably spoke to him for like an hour worth or so. So it was, it was definitely oh, yeah. good. Yeah, easy. Yeah, that was that was cool. Uh Dave came up. Dave uh what's his online name? It's like uh, Will Racer? No, that's the other guy, yeah. man. That's Carl Lydic. No, no, what is it? Um It's um it's Hildeflyer. Hildeflyer, yes. Sorry. Dave. David Hildeflyer. Yeah, we saw yes. Dave bunch uh-huh. of times, man. Yeah. Hung out with him back and forth. Uh-huh. Yeah, Dave's a good dude, man. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a really good solid dude. Um, you know, we, we were talking about he's the one who's been kind of helping me understand some of the glassing techniques and stuff. And he had tons of examples, which is awesome. Yeah. You know, because like just like with the helicopters, right? When when Steve was coming up to us asking all these questions about helicopters, we're explaining it and sharing that knowledge. Well, Dave was doing that straight back to me because I had no idea, you know, the whole concept of fiberglassing or glassing. Like, I understand, like, yeah, you lay the fiber down, you put some epoxy, squeegee out, and you let it dry, and then you have now an, uh, a fiberglass shell. But it's more than that. Um, it's more than just laying some fibers down and, and epoxy. It's uh, different weights of the, the fiber. And, how, you know, one of my big questions that was hard for me to understand is he was like, oh, I would just fiberglass the whole sheet and then build a plane. I'm like, wait a minute, but how do you bend something that's, fiberglass like that's because for me you know and, and i don't know about you but for fiberglass i feel like it's like fiberglass carbon fiber like it's super it, it's super rigid right you, you know th- you, you think like a car like the body's yeah, already like there a, and you're like, like a corvette it over yeah right or like a canopy right because we're, we touch helicopter canopies every day flying every time we fly putting the canopies on and off and they're they bend a little bit they're pretty rigid if you bend it too much they crack yeah, and and to do a ninety degree bend, I just couldn't understand it. I'm like, how do you take it? And he had a piece of scrap foam that he had the point uh, seven four, I think, weight fiberglass, one layer on each side, which he told us weighs less than the stock paper, right? Which is awesome. That means your plane could be lighter and stronger. But he would just take his nail, right, and he just kind of dug a groove, like dug a line in it. And then just started bending it, and he and he bent it to a ninety degree, and I was just like, "How is that possible?" <laughs> yeah. So that was cool. Um, kind of you know, 
learning, seeing firsthand like the techniques to work with fiberglass or fiberglass foam. Yeah, because I was like, why would you make a plane out of glass? I yeah. didn't realize it was fiberglass and it was like tough. I thought it was fragile. Well, it is though. It's still fragile. He said that fiberglassing a plane, <laughs> depending on what you um what thickness you go with the fiberglass and how much weight and epoxy you use, is makes the the plane stronger but not crash resistant. Yeah, yeah. It'll it'll crack and shatter and, and crash. But like say for a vegan, right? You have flat wing, especially without a spar, that wing will you know, it's it's pretty easy to fold. Oh yeah. Right? So but if you glass it, it basically makes it ten times stronger without having to add like spars and, and all this stuff. I think he still said he would add a spar to that, right? Yeah, I think he still would. Yeah. Or you could do it out of the three stuff, the three mm-hmm. point whatever it was. That you had. Or you could do it the thicker, the heavier the thicker weight stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. ounce per feet or whatever. It is, however, they do the measurement. Um, and he was awesome. He hooked me up with uh, <laughs> a bunch of different weight fiberglass because I that was my other question is like, where do you get this? Like, it's not just the same fiberglass you go to AutoZone and you buy a fiberglass repair kit for boats and cars. You know, yeah. that stuff is way too heavy. Way too thick. So he gave me a bunch of all these different samples, I guess, or not samples. They're probably, they're probably from his stock that he had, you know, in little plastic bags. And he gave me a whole bunch so I get to try it out. Nice. I know he said he's going to he's gonna let me know what epoxy he gets, like, because he gets that from, a, from an online retail store. So I'll get all that stuff from him or, you know, the information from him. And that way I can start fiberglassing a vegan because I have some ideas. I got some ideas, you know, and we'll oh, talk boy. about my vegan um, flight at Flight Fest a little later on. I guess, I guess, I don't know if that's part of the flying or the crashing, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we'll we'll, talk, we'll get into that. Uh, let's see. Um, we also met up with, let's see, Joel Cannon, right from the FT Communicast. Met up with him briefly. Yeah, and I s- spoke with him. Um, oh yeah, we also met with him. He also was in the flight test store too. But they kind of ran in and out. Him and Mike. Yeah, they kind of came in and out and then split. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I did, I did get to see you know Joel later on, jab him in the ribs a little. Um, <laughs> we'll get into that later too. Uh, let's see who else was in that tent. Oh yeah, now this is someone that you were um, trying to meet up with, right? I didn't really know who he was until a little later on. Yeah, this was later in the day. Yeah, there was, the there was somebody else I could have sworn that we ran into. Oh, um, that guy from Neff that we ha- hung out with at Neff. Yes, yeah, yeah. Oh shoot, Wardell. Wardell. Yes, <laughs> I had to remember, say his name like how many I times? I will forget his name because first no. of all, I, I that day I busted out some like sorry, what's your name again? And then the the reason why I remember is that I knew it was with a W, and you're like. No, it's not a W, idiot. It's O something. It's or something. And I'm like, no, it's W something. W something. And then we saw him again. And I was like, all right, one more last time. What's your name again? And does it start with a W? And he's like, yeah, it's Wardell. And you're like, oh, I thought it was like Wardell. Okay. <laughs> so I look like a jackass. <sighs> Even yes. more so. I was about to say, yeah, not too far oh. from Jewel. <laughs> no. But there's um, an Oradell, New Jersey, so I just yes. thought it was I thought it was Orville at first. Or <laughs> Wait, what did he say to you though? That was hilarious. Oh, dude, it was freaking hysterical. We were hanging out and um because I asked him, I said, 
how do you spell that? Is it W O R? And he was like, no, it's W A R D E L L. And he goes, um, I forgot exactly the name, so he's going to kill me. But he was like, uh, yeah, I got two brothers and they're named like Jerry and Jack. And then I got Wardell. <laughs> <laughs> and he like rolled his eyes. Dude, I started cracking up, man. He oh, was yeah. too funny, man. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And what was really strange was like, we were walking around for a bit, like when we first got there. And then, um, all three of us went down to, you know, where the main flight line was and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And yep. we ran into Chris Roncaglione and yep. I think Mike, uh, real quick. And they, they knew each other. Wardell and Chris knew each oh, other. Oh, yeah, they yeah. Had they worked knew at the from same like, airport like yeah. years ago. Uh huh. So it was, it was crazy, man. Cause he was like, Wardell was like, uh, are you Chris? You know, did you work at such and such airport? And he was like, yeah, I did. And they, they knew each other from there. I was, that's such a small world. It's nuts, dude. It really is. It's crazy. And he's like, wait, you fly RC? He's like, yeah, I fly RC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, boy. Yeah, so then we met up, uh, yeah, with Chris uh, Racaglione and and Mike. Um, the whole group, actually. We all got together, but. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll talk about later that. In dude, we forgot to mention Nick Simpson we ran into. Well, oh, ran into. He was we're hanging out with us all yeah, day. Yeah, long. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Nick. fantastic to see Nick, man. Yes, because I knew he was going to be there, and I knew he was going to be volunteering again. Did you? Did you but, know? I didn't know. I didn't know. I like I didn't hear if he said he was going to be there or not. So I was like, I wonder if he's here. And all oh, of a sudden, I, I, I turn around, I see him. <laughs> I thought I heard he was gonna, like. I thought I think it was on Facebook. He posted he was going. Okay. Yeah, I must have missed that because I was like, is he going? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, awesome. he, yeah, it was great I, to see Nick again. It's been yeah. way too long. I know he had gotten, uh, you know, messed around with his schooling and stuff like that. And I know yeah, he and he's working job, now. So, so yeah, mm-hmm. so I wasn't sure whether he was going or not, but it was it was yeah. freaking awesome to see him. I mean, awesome to see him. We we just hung out like like all the whole time we were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was, which was awesome, dude. Mm-hmm. Then later on, when we went down to the tent area, uh, yeah, they were the. They were working on something large, yes. uh, which, of course, Crafty Dan had a large part in. I know he likes to build those giant, uh, either giant FT flyer or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, to fly once at at Flight Fest. So, uh, yeah, so I ran into him. I got to shake his hand, say hi. Um, I saw Joshua Orchard go in and out of the tent, but I didn't get a chance to talk to him. I wanted to talk to him. But I mean, the dude I was really looking forward to talking to was Carl Lydic, and I ran into him and uh, got a chance to yes. talk to him for a little bit. Unfortunately, he didn't have that big jet there, but uh, I wanted to tell him how much I, I enjoy his channel. I don't, and and I like his channel. I, I've been watching it for a while, you know. So it's awesome. There's enough crap on on television. I I like watching his channel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it, was, it was cool to see him. Yep. I've enjoyed. So, I've been- this uh, he does the shop tours too, and I like I like what he's done with his. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I told him we should get him on the show, Fred, and talk shop. Really? <laughs> talk shop. <laughs> but Steve, we should just real quick talk about the the impromptu time we all got together. Oh uh, yeah, I would the, say this is probably one of the most memorable things, and this is kind of like what i was like this is what we need you know this is what i wanted to to kind of like do one of the goals of going to flight fest this year was to kind of you know hang out 
and talk to to and we'll kind of go over it, right? So I don't know where what was it? We were like getting some food or something, right? Yeah. And then and then all of a sudden, you know, I see Chris and, and Mike and we're like, hey, so guys, you know, kind of catching up because we did you know talk to him briefly earlier, and then you know, we kind of saw them again. So we started chatting, and then uh who else showed up? Finley showed up. Finley showed up and started talking. Mike yep. Finley from the community yep. cast. Mm-hmm. Um, Andre. Andre from the uh yeah, RC after hours. Yep. And and, yep, and then I think it was like one of his friends or someone. I didn't catch the gentleman's name. And yeah, then and then the other gentleman that was next to you. Yeah. Oh, there was two. There was one sitting standing right of um Andre that I didn't catch his name. And then and then right of that guy who's you know, on your left, I guess, if you know, looking at you. Um you know, there was this other guy and, you know, he was doing a lot of talking too, but it was great because we had like, you know, the um, free for RC with the RC after hours with the flight test community cast. Yeah. All of us there. And we we're just, we we're, we we're just chatting. We were just, I mean, I, I laughed so hard. Uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, I what's mean, great is Mike, you hear him on the podcast and you hear him laughing, uh-huh. but when you're there, like they all talk about him and and how he how he laughs, but you can see like he's he's a lot like I am, where like he enjoys seeing people laugh, like seeing people have a good time. So uh-huh. he saw me laughing and he'd start laughing, and then I'd start laughing at him, and then he was, <laughs> it was just back and forth, and that's how yeah, it goes. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you really don't, you know. I, I think they've talked about that a few times, but uh, yeah, it was that was freaking cool, man. Like I, you can tell because. Uh, you know, you can tell when people are enjoying themselves and having a good time and when they enjoy, you know, your company. And, and uh, it was great to talk to Andre, too, because I hear mm-hmm. him on the podcast and, you know, I don't know if he gets a little tight on the podcast, but he was everybody was loosened up, you know, nice. and it was it was it was really cool. It was really, really good conversation we had. And it was more or less we were just telling stories and laughing and having a great time, man. I think Nick was there, too. Was Nick there or Nick was? When we were talking, Nick was definitely there when, when Mike and I were talking outside his camper. Yeah, I'm yeah, that was Nick, different. Nick no, was he there. wasn't there. No, no, I didn't catch the other two guys what their names were. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was that was super cool. That was that was great, man. Yeah, we were I, there for like forty five minutes or an hour, almost an hour, just chatting away. It, at least it felt like that to me. Like it yeah, was because the it guys felt like went a over. nice long conversation. Yeah, yeah, they went over with the power gliders and they did that whole show and we were still hanging out chatting. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I wanted to talk to Andre and... a little more in depth, you know, just about the 3D printing and stuff like that that he had done, and and uh, just to you know, just just to basically hang out and chat with him for a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. But it was that was that was really cool, man. That was great. And of course, it was while we were eating because you ate like 14 times that day. Oh, that's what it was. I was eating two corn dogs. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, ketchup with corn dogs? Oh, my God. You just, you were rolling your eyes so hard. I, I, I thought you were going to freaking fall back. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> it's pretty that's bad, what... though. Ketchup with a corn dog. I'm not sure. I, I can't, I can't just, I can't handle it. <laughs> so, dude, I don't, I, I guess we should, say, we should say now, if we forgot anybody, we're yes. really sorry. I mean, yes. if they forgot you, go on to the Freefall RC Podcast Facebook page and let them know that they forgot you. Yes. And send us a picture. Yeah. <laughs> because that will instantly trigger our memories and be like, yes, I totally remember you. <laughs> Damn it. 
Sorry about that. Well, um, we did. We did talk to um, Scott Zimmerman from Care Bears. Yes. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Care we Bears. went around the, the vendors. Uh, um, and yeah, it. it was good. Are you, you going to get him on as a guest? Yeah, yeah. We're going to try to get him back on the show and just kind of get a an update on what the Air Bears been up to and and you know and yeah, stuff like should. that. Yeah, I definitely spoke to him. Um, we're gonna we got to do that. Um, yeah, because there have been some recent developments that really make drones look good as far as time time frame and and getting response to uh yeah a survival situation or or, nice. or a a what do they call that a uh yeah i guess a survival situation or a reconnaissance situation or yeah we'll, we'll talk about that we'll get into that one because i'll add it we'll add it to the uh vendor section because that's okay. kind of when we saw him right we were walking around vendor road yeah. kind yeah. of on both sides of the tent so um all right. So yeah, if we missed anyone, sorry. Let us know. Jog our memories. Well, I'm sure we'll remember you now. <laughs> uh, let's see here. So the venue, um, you know, Fury Field again. Uh, it was, it was good. We got there and it wasn't muddy. It was a little, like there were spots that were, um, I guess, soft. Yeah. But it wasn't. It wasn't anything like the pictures we were, we we're seeing on uh, on Facebook. Um, no. from the days before so uh that so that was good for us we we lucked out it wasn't uh, float fest or what was i calling it flood fest flood fest yeah it wasn't flood fest you know the i think um they they tried to do a little better with the flight line at least for the helicopter folks um it was kind of weird because the heli line was supposed to be like if you're looking at the full flight line, it was supposed to be the second from second to last section on the right, but it ended up being the last section on the right. Um, yeah, it was swapped with the FPV two line, so it was kind of weird because you know you get there and you're like, oh well, FPV two should be on that side, but you see where the heli section is, they held all their gates up. So sure enough, I was like, okay, whatever. They're 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 doing the the FPV stuff there. That's perfectly fine with me. I'd rather be on the end anyway, so that way we have more space on the right side over yeah. the cornfield there in the road. But you know, just just kind of like previous years, it's just it's just a I don't know. It's I've come I've come to accept that the flight line etiquette see is not really there when you go to flight fest. It's uh, it's as folks would say a free for all. Well, um, and, and I think part of that is you know a lot of these folks are either new to the hobby or not. Yeah, but this is different. This is this is this is different than last year because last year at least they had signs up designating the sections, designating ah. the pilot stations. This year they just didn't have anything. They had yeah, like some AMA flags where the flight line entrance was to get into the flight lines, but that was it. They're in a fencing, like a you know a, a tape fencing, and that was it. They didn't have anything. And Fred, we didn't see. We, I'm, you know, granted we were only there the one day, you know, mm-hmm. Saturday, but that's the biz, probably the busiest day there or second busiest due to Friday. But yeah. we didn't see one person policing the flight line at all. Not one person as a volunteer. Not one, not volunteer, not the whole time anyone we were there. Yeah. So I definitely think you, they could have done that. I mean, we were getting, so we, we would have the main flight line, uh, people, still coming down past the fpv and then into the heli area and i mean when, when we were flying a helicopter it was no big deal like they were throwing dlgs and they were they had some small stuff yeah out keegan there. was throwing dlg even when we were flying helicopters yeah <laughs> you know which is okay like if 
if you know what you're doing, I don't mind it because you, you're going to keep it kind of tight in, in, in one area. So then just avoid that area, even with your helicopter. It's okay. It's just that when, when you can't anticipate their movements, right? You can't anticipate. Um, or your anticipation is they're going to come right in front of me. Like they're all the way to the left of me, but they're going to come into my flight line right in front of me, turn around, or maybe come and hit me because that almost happened um, while you're flying a helicopter. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, but, you know, it, it, that's the thing, though. Like, I've, I've come to accept that. Like, that's what it is there. Yeah. You know, it's, there's a third year for us or fourth year for you, but third year for me. And I've, you know, like, just like when Charles was there, he was like, oh, wow, I'm kind of scared to fly here. Yeah. And I was like that the first year, second year, not so much, third year. My first flight, I was kind of like, ooh. But after that, I was like, yeah, I don't care. I'm just going to fly. <laughs> I'll tell you what I did like. I did like the fact that they were letting people right on the flight line. You know what I mean? On both sides. It seemed like yeah. you could just go right up, put put your easy up up right there. Yeah, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they had the road separating that. I liked that idea. I thought that was yes. really good because what was happening the first year and I think the, the second year or a previous, all three previous years was people were that camping there. People were, yeah, parking up, pulling up and just camping right there. Yeah. Yeah. So they had it like a traditional fun fly where you put your easy up there, right? You put your, your yeah. RC flight station there, not your your staging area, I guess, your pit area, right? Not your tent, not your camper, not, you know. Yeah, you were um, back in your, your camper in there, yeah. Right, or like your, your tent, tent right there. And, yep. and, you know, which which is, I mean. When you're perpendicular to the flight line, you know, you have your easy up and then the street and then across the street your car and your tent or your tent and your car or whatever. You yeah. can get a you can pack a lot more people in on the flight line that way. And rather than, more, yep. than having your tent and your easy up right on the fl- flight line or something like that. I mean I, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. So, you know, for spectators, right? Was, there was quite a bit of spectators and and <laughs> it gets that, that's one thing I I love about Fly Fest that gets to me every year is that I go up and I fly and there's like one person behind me. When I land, there's about a dozen. <laughs> you know, the, the helicopters make a lot of noise. And we've gotten many comments. I think Dave was one of them. was like, oh, soon, soon as I hear your 700 spool up and start like whoa, 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 banging around, I could hear that all the way from the other end of the flight line. Yeah, because Dave said he was down on the other end. Yeah, yeah. You and he like started that. walking over and stuff. <laughs> yep. So... You know, so it doesn't, you know, there is room for folks to come up. There's room for folks to come up to our pop up and ask us questions, you know, to talk to us, converse with us. Last year, we were like in the middle area of it. So, like, yeah, some people, there was foot traffic for sure, but it wasn't like direct, like you come flying, you land, and then people come talk to you because they're watching you, your tents, right? You know, your pop ups right there, your, your pit areas right there. So, you know, while you're, you, you know, you unhook your battery and start up a conversation, and, you know, see if there's any questions and stuff. And that, I thought that was very, that part was very nice. Yeah. So the other thing with the venue I want to um, make a comment about, which seemed like it was a frustration for a lot, was the organization aspect of, scheduling things i i feel like that was kind of all over the place this year that portion was a little bit chaotic uh, and i'm sure it'll get better next year you know yeah it's like unplanned chaotic that sounds like flight test to me <laughs> yeah but even more so than last year like yeah that's that's what it seemed like yeah yeah that's what it seemed like to to me you know and that's my own opinion that's my opinion so i don't want to you know if someone 
if other people have opinions that that it wasn't true, I mean, then so be it. But um, <laughs> so yeah. be it. So be it. <laughs> uh, so let's see. One thing I did like about the venue, and some people, I mean, there was a comment saying that it wasn't that great, but the food. Ven- no, no, no. Oh. The food was good. Uh, vendor row was set up differently this year. Yeah, I kind of like the way they set it up. Yeah, so it was very tight and very close together. It wasn't um, as long and and spread out as last year. And I, I guess maybe to accommodate more um, spectators and pilots and people camping and RVs and all that stuff. That it was it was a lot tighter, but I liked it because it kind of. Had an easy walk. Like you just kind of walk a quarter mile down this way. You kind of turn left and then walk a quarter mile back. And and at the end of the the vendors, like the purchasing and you know other type of like show off vendors, it was like then it was the food vendors. So it's cool. Then you just grab something to eat and grab a drink after all that. So, um, you know, flight test store. I wouldn't hmm? say it was a quarter mile. It yeah, it probably wasn't, wasn't that, that long. long. I no. don't know. I mean, what's a quarter mile? No, maybe like a thousand feet. I don't know. Yeah, probably about an eighth of a mile. Yeah. But so the first store we went to was the flight test store, the premier shop, right? That's the that's the big one. Um, it looked like they had like another store within the flight test store that was just just with quads, just multi rotors. It was kind of when you walked in on the left. Yeah. Um, was that another store though, or you bring that stuff up to the counters? I think you bring it up to the counter, counter, but it was it wasn't like the traditional like okay, you go to the flight test store, you have all your apparel, you have all your flight test planes, you have all your quad stuff, all kind of all together with all the electronics and servo horns, wheels, and all that stuff you could get. It was like they had the planes in the back like usual, the apparel out in the middle, and then they had like a small section for like servo horns, wheels, push rods, all that stuff, and then they had like a big section for just quads. It was just quads, like motors. Cameras, flight controllers, frames, this and that, you know, just all the quad stuff. You know what I didn't see in there this year was the picture wall that they had last year. Did you see that anywhere? No, they didn't. They didn't have the picture wall, no. Uh, Maybe it wasn't doable with all the rain they had. Yeah. But the other vendors they had, we saw a few different ones. We saw. Yeah, so we saw Laser Toys. Laser Toys always there. Yep, Dan from Laser Toys. He's always there. He's he's a great sponsor um, for Flight Fest. And uh, let's see who else was there. Uh, second year too. I, I saw him last year and this year is um, Lane's Planes. Yeah, yeah, I saw he went. Yep, he's uh, you know, spoke to Lane for a little bit. I want to. I definitely want to get one of his balsa that that wing, that screamer, the one that goes like 100 miles per hour. I really want to get that. <laughs> huh? Is that the Barracuda? The Barracuda, yeah. yes. Yep. The, the bigger one, too. I, I want to get one because um, I just love the way it looks. I just – and he had two of them crash in the in – the, <laughs> in the you know, like back hanging on the wall. That I think one of them he crashed like a day earlier. And yeah. I'm just looking at it like, oh, that's, that's a, it's a pile of sticks. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, and he had foam ones, too, which is cool. Um, I, I think I definitely want to get a balsa one. And I'll probably get one like later on, you know, order and just build it up when I have the time. But let's see who else was there. There's a bunch of quad folks, right? Different quad vendors. Uh, yeah, it was it Get FPV? I think right. And um, Ready Made RC was there. Ready Made RC. And then and then there was a couple like then there was like this weird tent area. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Like um, it was kind of like a tent where you kind of go inside the tent, but it was like all these vendors inside the tent. I think you kept walking, and you were down at the flea market that was across the street. That might have been it. 
Okay. But but Boeing was there though. Oh, Boeing was there. No, they yeah. Not that far. <laughs> uh, that that's one of the things that I would have liked to have caught up with is some of the uh, the big names that were there as as exhibitors. Yeah, yeah. So they had like a couple of exhibit stuff. It wasn't like stuff to buy. It was just kind of stuff to check out product and informational stuff. informational stuff. Yes. So yeah. So Boeing, we 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 passed by a um, couple multi rotor companies. That was um, the dude that came up and was talking to us. That was when which, we were all together. All the podcasts. Well, there was one of them. Yeah, who was like guy who from Boeing. Yeah, I said I couldn't work for Boeing and I'd be sitting at the meetings going boring, Boeing, Boeing, Boeing. Boeing. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, you know how many times I've I've you know typed out boring instead of Boeing because the E and the R is right next to each other. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, <it was> funny. <laughs> but um, yeah, so and we kind of went around that and that you know we saw like another vendor store type of vendor, but then we saw Scott. So yeah. that was cool. Oh, that's who the vendor was. It was um. Uh, what's Alex? Oh yeah, what's this? I'd be crazy. I'd be crazy. But what's his store? The uh... Stone Blue? Is it? Is it Stone Blue or is it Stone Blue it? Airline? No, Stone, Stone Blue Airlines. Yep. Yeah, Stone Blue that... Airlines. But he has a another name. I thought for his vendor, the store. But anyways, yeah, yeah. I got a sticker that I got it on my case. But yeah, he was there. Um, yeah. So we, but we did pass by Scott. And I was like. And I didn't know if it was Scott or not. <laughs> like I, for a moment, I'm like, "Is that Scott? Is that Scott?" You know. And but yeah, it was. And we got to actually like finally meet Scott in person. I mean, we spoke to him, you know, quite a while ago. But on on the podcast, we spoke to him. Yeah. And it was great, you know, to actually put a a face to the to person. And then what did he say? He was because uh, I asked him. What you know? I think we both asked him, like, "What what's you know, Airbears been up to? What's kind of the new thing?" And and what did he say? He was like, he they did like a a scout or or like a test to see, um, basically working with the civil air engineers. Is it? Yeah, they had a search and rescue mock up uh, of an actual airplane, full size airplane, and uh, and a parachute, like and a parachute. A, yeah, mm-hmm. as if a, if a pilot had went down, and um, he it was funny because he was like, oh, I'm looking for a full size airplane. He's like. This is awesome because that's all we look for. Like, well, not all they look for, but, that, yeah, but that's, that's how what they, they got do their in start. the hobby, yeah. right? <laughs> we look for airplanes, and he's like, and those are only forty-eight inches, you know, most of the time, not right. full size. Yeah, yeah. So it's like that's got to be easy. <laughs> so they found what was it like twenty minutes? They were giving them two hours. Yeah, they got it done in less than half an hour. So they Fred, found, boom. they started at the same time that the helicopters were leaving and the mounted. Uh, search party was leaving and they found it they he just said i went up above the tree line and i was like oh crap that looks like it over there flew over and it was like this is it right here and uh so they found it within like whatever it was 15 20 minutes to the point where they called off the helicopters and and the the mounted search party Uh like forget it he already found it then they gave the the mounted or that he probably can explain it better uh but he then he he said that then they gave the the other side or the other t two teams or where how many of our teams there were uh, a two hour head start to find the parachute and he found that before those teams even after a, a, even after two hours yeah they were they were like walking right by it and, and you know and it's funny because he like he looks at it and he said oh it looked kind of like a dying tree not really um you know a parachute. 
which was kind of like an orange color and a green and thought it was kind of like a, a dying tree. But he said, yeah, once he got closer, he noticed it was a parachute and that the mounted or like the dogs or whatever it was, you know, that were walking actually through the woods um, yeah. was like, oh, wait, where is the coordinates right there? We just walked by it and they missed it. So how yes, amazing so, that is, you know, yeah, these guys can cool. do this. Mm-hmm. Yep. Some positive news. Yes. For the multi-rotors or the evil drones. Yes. <laughs> no, it's, it really was really was fascinating. And I think with more tests like that, it's going to really change the way things the way things yeah. go. It's so yeah. it's, you know, the more I'm listening and the more I'm, I'm reading about stuff, it's so up in the air with with the quads because uh, at FAA, you know, people will be like, well, what's, what's the big deal? I put a camera on it and, and it's in the air. Well, the FAA doesn't know what. To how to treat these things they don't you know they're unmanned yeah. vehicles they can go for whatever they don't know whether to treat them as actual they're not treating them as actual but aircraft. he was he was saying aren't they though aren't they classifying it as as an actual aircraft so that shooting one down would be like an act of terrorism or you know something something it's, that it, has to be investigated by transportation you know they haven't yet because uh they they just i mean then when you crash one there has to be an investigation yeah, yeah, right. it's kind of a gray area. They're calling them aircraft so they can regulate them. Yeah, but then they're doesn't that mean those laws should have applied to them? <laughs> right. Because we don't have to have them, you know, inspected and worked on by a certified, you know. Right. Uh, yeah, we touched on that a couple of podcasts ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's interesting. It was interesting to talk to him for mm-hmm. a few, and we definitely got to have him back on the show to talk more in depth about that. Yep. That yep. was really cool. And he had some cool video he was showing. Yeah, he has some awesome videos on there, and I, I got I got a chance to snag a little Air Bears sticker too, which is awesome. <laughs> nice. All right, so uh, food ven- vendors, right? There was, uh, there was a little bit more part. Yeah, I, I am I am hungry now. Thanks. So, there, there, okay, so there was some good and bad to the food vendors. The good was that no matter where you went, the food was really good. Yes. The bad was I didn't see any Amish donuts. No. Nope. Unless, oh, uh, I'm glad I didn't go then. That's unless Ron Caglione <laughs> ate them all. I think, first I think Chris ate them all. Yeah, <laughs> between him and uh and uh, Mikey with the ice cream. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't see an ice cream vendor that this yeah, year. There was, Mikey, yeah, there was. was there? there was an ice cream vendor. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It was next. It was next to the uh, the pizza. It was like the pizza, oh, okay. the ice cream. Then it was the lemonade girl stand, right? Yeah. Um. Then it, what was the other one? Then it was um. Then there was the like pulled, pulled pork. pork, yeah, yeah. Um, the ribs, the, the hot pork. dogs, hamburger place, yeah. The ribs, yeah. The guy had ribs with, at the pulled pork thing. You get a whole rack or a half rack of ribs if you wanted. It was like a full rack for like twenty two bucks, which isn't really that bad if you think about it. No. And then he, there was another lemonade setup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was. I think that was it. I'm not sure if I'm missing I think, anything. I think after that there was like a, a pretzel and. Uh, popcorn or something. I, it was something like snacks that, and I, I wasn't really. All right, now I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Food was I good. Food. Um, I got food sitting tried, out the on me. I think we tried everything but pizza because I was like, "There's no way I'm eating pizza." <laughs> yeah, come <laughs> I all the way to flight test to eat pizza. No, I'm. I just had it's some too snobbish for pe- that. I'm too snobbish. Yeah. Well, I've had I've had killer pizza in Manhattan. I mean, so like I New York, know. New Jersey. I mean, I'll include New Jersey, but New York obviously has has really good pizza. And it's like, yeah, how good yeah. can it be there? Huh? It's good. 
So uh, yeah. So uh, the flying dude. Yeah. So the how flying. How was your flying, was, man? Um, I mean, I I didn't do a lot. My flying was <laughs> awesome. I really, I I mean, I counted on one hand on how many flights I've done. Really? Yeah. So first, right off the bat, I'm like the you know, um, Adam goes up with the the logo 700 extreme and and i was like okay you know and i was like all right let me go up let me go fly a helicopter and i didn't want to do the oxy there was a little bit of a crowd i I won't lie you know because after his flight you know a little crowd started forming so i was like all right let me just do a flight and i was like i I gotta do the 700 because it's either the oxy 2 which is the smallest helicopter i have or the 700 which is you know one of the biggest so I i went big um but like i did like a two and a half minute flight like i was so nervous i just i don't know it was just because it's the first flight of day um bear in mind that i went to sleep at one o'clock in the morning woke up at 2 30 in the morning so an hour and a half and kevin came by and we and basically packed up the car and we drove and i might have gotten a 30 40 minute sleep within that travel time but you know i'm running on two two hours two and a half hours maybe of sleep and so basically, uh, five hour energy drink and a whole lot of Diet Mountain Dews. Uh, so I was nervous. I was just jittery and nervous. And um, I might have got a few pictures of you sleeping. Yeah, yeah. It was like my neck all broken. It looked like, oh, <laughs> I wonder what I woke up. Like, why is my neck so sore? I think it was three thirty in the morning, and I got a picture of, like we're on our way, and a picture of you sleeping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I saw the picture of the sleep. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's see. So, yeah, I mean, I did a flight. I kind of, you know, did my normal stuff. Like, didn't go too too crazy in it. Kind of did the, the comfortable moves, right? The, the, the ones that I have down from muscle memorization, I don't really have to concentrate too much in, in you know, performing. So it's just kind of like, okay, whatever. And then I was like, all right, let me land it. Take it easy. Let's see. I mean, just for my flying after that, I, I did uh, I did a couple of Oxy two flights, so I think I did two of them. Uh, and then I did then I did the Vigan, yep. which I'll kind of go into. Um, so the flying, which wasn't really flying, it's more like driving. But the Vigan, you know, on the <laughs> ground on that runway went pretty damn straight and pretty damn fast. It did, <laughs> you know? man. It, it drag raced like that <laughs> was pretty yeah. cool. Um, it didn't take there off. Were, but. <laughs> there were there were two guys that were watching us uh, there. Uh, I forget they had the they had those big wide brim like summer hats on or whatever. Uh huh. I thought it was Craig and Chad were those guys' names. Are what are they twins? They look like twins to me. <laughs> yeah, you know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Andrew Snyder was down. We, me and him were hanging while you were doing that, and we both commented on how how straight that thing went down the runway. Yeah, yeah, it went real fast and real straight. And I, cool. I did veer it off a little because it just kind of went past, you know, it was just, it was on the ground too long and didn't take off. So I was like, okay. So I stopped it. Um, and I'll go back to that one. But, and then I did, I did a, a Goblin 700 flight. This was just the last flight that I did. Um, I don't know. I mean, you said it was a pretty nice flight. I felt like it was a pretty good flight. Like I remember doing a lot of moves, kind of, Linking a lot of moves, doing a lot of big loops and backwards loops and kind of transitioning, hovering upside down a little bit and, you know, just kind of having fun with it. I was definitely having a good fun flight. I think I, you know, even that that flight was like a full three and a half, four minute flight. So that was good. Yeah, uh, you could tell, dude, that that I was, was less flight. nervous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that flight was really good. And you had about yeah. six or seven people 
all with their phones out recording you. Oh yeah, as you were doing <laughs> it. Yeah, I looked back at one point and I was like, oh wow, a lot of people recording this. Oh, that's awesome. So, so that's cool, you know. That was a good flight, man. Um, I had fun with that flight, and and that's when you know when when it's a good flight is when you enjoy yourself, you know. Yeah. And when you're you're like doing moves and you're like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> so so you know, not to pat myself on the back, but I, I did enjoy that flight. Um, and that was pretty much it for flying for me. You know, what is that like five, maybe six flights? Um, yeah. You know, Kevin, you let's talk about your flights, and then we'll go about other folks that flew too. Did you grow um, up in a nuclear reactor, dude? You said you could count them on one hand. That's like six flights, dude. That's that's well, strange. That's, a, that's one and some, you know. <laughs> oh, okay. Because I don't really count one of them. Oh. Because it was like ten seconds. Okay. Yeah, guys, that's not really a flight. I mean, yeah. 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 So, so you're flying. I mean, you had quite a bit of flights in, right? You did, yeah, uh, dude. Yeah, I I flew the oxy the same as you. I flew the oxy in the first flight I had there. For mm-hmm. some reason, I was really nervous. Yeah, R- nervous flying. I guess because it's a new place. Yeah, yeah, and just new environment, right? Mm-hmm. But dude, after that, it was like my backyard. I didn't give a crap dude. what happened after that, man. <laughs> One of the last flights you were doing with the oxy, I was like, holy, shit, I. <laughs> Don't know how you're doing this. <laughs> like, I've lost orientation already. You're like freaking all, dude, all crazy. Nasty. <laughs> I was like, damn. <laughs> that was all. I should have recorded that, man. I should have recorded that. Because I got low and I cut some of that, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah, a little weeds or whatever. Point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I was doing some inverted stuff that was a little bit messy, but uh, I was cranking that thing around. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I, and I flew a 690 a couple of times, and I felt really comfortable flying that thing. I thought that I'd feel nervous with. No. Nah. Mm-hmm. That was great, man. I liked whipping that thing around. And, and uh, you know, as soon as we fire those things up, man, people start bringing their planes down. So it was pretty cool. We were we were, uh, we were representing big helis there. It was, it was really decent. And then I flew the Vigan a, a number of times, at least twice, maybe three times I flew that. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the times, Fred, yeah, was the me chasing around the uh, the radiance. They were doing their radiant fly. Yeah. So what happened with that? Because was there a little controversy involved? <laughs> no, no. But this is a, this is so hilarious. <laughs> well, before that, before they they went up with that, I told Chris and we we had run into Chris we and told Mike. Chris and Mike, yeah. Mm-hmm. That and that they were like, oh yeah, we're gonna do our radiant fly. And I said, I said, yeah. can I can I join you with one of my helicopters? And they were like, and Mikey was like, no, no, <laughs> Mike, no. Mike, Mike Coolins. He was like, no, <laughs> like straight out, no. <laughs> and then you know, and I was like, well, how about my Vigan? Can I bring my Vigan up with you? He was like, no. So we were down. We got you know a couple hours past, and we were down by or it was about an hour, and we were down by our section there, and uh, we saw all the radiance up in the air, and and I said, oh man, I'm grabbing my Vigan, I'm gonna go fly and throw like, him. Do it, do so, it. Uh-huh. So we. <laughs> yeah, so we went Facebook Live and recorded it, and um, it was pretty funny, man. I was I was like, you know, because I'm like high alpha in that thing around, and and uh, I was hanging with a couple of those va- those radiants, yeah, pretty good. Uh, but I wanted to like race through them, but I wanted them to see me, so I was up high with a couple of them at first, and then I started chasing a couple of them, and I was like, at one point, I'm like, oh, somebody's gonna be pissed because <laughs> because I'm like following the one one of them. Like I'm on his tail, like as he's turning around and coming around for at least a good like 20, 30 seconds. I'm following this guy and I'm hanging with him. And uh after my battery runs out, I land and the guy that I was following, who I thought was Chris, 
Ron Caglione or Mike <laughs> yeah. was a guy who was like 20 feet away from me. So Not old, even. He was like basically Dexy, dude. dude. <laughs> and yeah. we're talking all this shit. Oh, shit. And look I'm at like, you. You're chasing this guy. <laughs> somebody's going to be pissed. I'm going, yeah. And, uh, man. And he didn't say a word to me, though, but we we started cracking up. So then we went down and we talked to uh, Chris and, and Mike, and we found out that they, they had already landed and they weren't even up there. But it was just so many radiant uh, flying around, and it was it was just funny, man. We had a we had a good time. I was like, "You guys going back up?" Because uh, I got another battery. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's just funny because this guy, like, he was literally like a couple feet behind his radiant, like chasing him, Harry, and just chasing, chasing, just like just messing with this guy. <laughs> and we're like kind of yelling, like you know, not yelling, but we're having a good time. We're talking out loud. And we're joking around, like, oh, man, they're going to be so pissed and stuff. And then, and then <laughs> he lands. <laughs> and then this guy lands. And, he, like, lands a plane, like, 10 feet to the left of us. And he, this old guy goes to pick up his plane. And I was just like, oh, my God, he was there the whole time. Yeah, I think, Steve, when he landed, you were like, oh, now we're going to find out who the, whose plane this is. Yeah. And it was nobody we knew. Yeah. So I was like, oops. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Uh, that was some good stuff. Um, Yeah, but. And I flew the. I had the twisted hobbies beaver with me. Yeah. And oh, I you flew also that a number of times. And I, yeah. yeah, I got a chance to fly the Fokker that um, Ethan. Ethan is a rep for twisted hobbies, and he had brought a few with him. And yeah, man, he let me fly that. It's the the tri blade or the tri blade, the tri wing plane. Uh, you know, World War One plane. It's all done up like foam. Uh you know, the foam from the Twisted Hobbies planes and it's 3D cable. It's ridiculous. That thing flew so cool, man. It's something with the three wings because it would level that plane right out. You whip it around, whip it around, and then it'll level right out. It was it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It looked good. It looked um it looked very precise, you know. Even Yeah. And he could fly the crap out of that thing. Yeah. And he had I used two S in mine. He had uh three S, you know, mm-hmm. a smaller prop of three S on that thing and uh yeah, dude, I might have to pick one of those up, man, for sure, because that thing flew really cool. I mean, we always say it a ton of times. You can't go wrong with a Twisted Hobbies plane. And, uh, man, that's that's the fourth one I've flown, and it was amazing. Yeah, it looked good. So that I was even cool. thought about getting one. <laughs> and then not one of our flying, but uh, we, we want to probably maybe have him on the show, but uh, Nick built a a Spitfire, an FT Spitfire, and had a head tracking rig set up on it. And uh, I don't think he had flown that. I think he made that there. No, yeah, he was finishing it up or something or just had it finished. Yeah, he didn't have turtle deck on it, but yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, he probably didn't fly it. But uh, he flew that like three or three times, two or three times. But the first flight, man, you know, him and I were out there and uh, just wanted to make sure he got off all right. And, you know, he knows what he's doing. But, um, you could tell right away, like, line of sight, he was a little twitchy because I think he needed a little more expo in his elevator, and he said he had massive throws on his elevator uh, and ailerons, but ailerons, it could take it. Um, but as soon as he put those goggles down and he was flying around, he was like, oh, man, this is awesome. Yeah, he had a, he had a good time with it. And he 3D printed the holder and everything and just took, looked like two, you know, Hobby King cheap 9-gram servos doing the head tracking. Oh, man. I, and... Not to get off track, but I'm looking at this new set of uh, goggles that the Fast Sharks got out um, on pre-release, and it's got wireless head tracking, so no cable going to anything. Oh, nice! Yeah, I know. It's 
I might have to shell out the money for that. Just just for the not have not having to hook up the wires to my transmitter and have that you know connection. Yeah. Now what I, is what is that? The V fours then? The uh, they're model? their own thing. Um, let me look it up now. That I've mentioned it. Focal. The uh, it's it's not released yet. They're they're. Oh wait, no, no. Get FPV has them now. So the uh, Fat Shark Focal FPV wireless headset. So yeah, no connection wow. to your head tracking. That's awesome. I think Nick had the V3s. So basically, what it does is it takes like um, the wireless buddy box signal and uses that to transmit between the uh, the goggles and the transmitter. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because he had it plugged into the back of his radio. Yeah, which uh, Nick got a new radio that that event, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, he bought um, Tyrannus. Tyrannus. Which uh, one was it? Though? I don't remember. I don't know. It was nine. Sixteen was it? No, it was like nine something X. Yeah, the, whatever, the X nine. Yeah, the X X nine. Right, it looked like the the normal Tyrannus everyone gets, but it was it had like a custom painted dip on it already, I guess, yeah, from Tyrannus. Yeah, so that was nice. Um, was pretty sweet, the gimbals yeah. felt pretty cool. It had like yeah. the upgraded gimbals because they look like flat. <laughs> it's weird looking, you know, on top. But um, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. nice. Yeah. Uh, all right, so that kind of covers our flying. Um, you know, now now we had we had some we saw some great flights, right? Uh, yes. So so Ethan took a pull on my Oxy two and and the Goblin Black Thunder. And yep. boy, can that kid just fly whatever you hand him? You know, he's like he's like Diamante, right? Like you give him anything, he just freaking fly the crap out of it. You give it to Devin, you, you know, he'll fly the crap out of anything. And then yep. like just like this kid, you know, just like them, you just give this guy a heli, and he just flies the crap out of everything. It's just you like give it to Desk Pilot, and he'll smash the crap out of it. I'm sorry, sorry, help, help, help. I had to let him have it. At least he says you're always letting me have it every podcast. So I just didn't want to miss. Yeah, you don't want to miss one. Uh, yeah, no, opportunity. no. Yeah, of course not. He'll feel all left out. Sorry, Bill. I'll, I'll give you Bill. shit if you don't keep up your perfect record. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So. So we saw Ethan fly awesome a number of times. Freaking flights, and then yeah. he does this killer night flight. That was ridiculous. Under the lights, no night blades, none of that stuff. Just just the construction lights that they had. Um, it's, it's crazy because like he was kind of like, he was flying his plane, his quad for a little bit, which, oh my God, this guy yeah. freaking line of sight flying a quad. Like I was talking to his dad as, as he's filming and, and flying you know, and, and the sun's flying. I'm like, how the hell does he know which direction? It was, it's a quad. It's four motors, you know, in an X pattern, just flying around, flipping like crazy. And he's not just flipping it. He's flipping it with rudder. So he's like. Doing transitional flips with it, and just and he had all the props the same color. No, he had two green in front. I think yeah, two black in the back. But that thing is tiny. I mean, yeah. but Fred, that was the most impressive quad flight I've ever seen in my life. Like that was re- he was flipping this thing all over, back and forth, like wham. I mean, just up and down the 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 flight line, and then rip, flip, and rolling it. It was like it's almost indescribable. You have to see it. It's mm-hmm. crazy. If his dad posts that video, I'm going yeah, to need to get out. That was ridiculous. I've, I haven't even seen anybody fly a, a multi-rotor like that. He basically flew it like a helicopter, like when they're smacking it. Yeah. It was nuts. And then he's flying it at night, and it's a small little thing. You know, it, I couldn't tell what orientation it was in. 
Yeah. But it was it was really good. Crazy, man. And then we also got to see a couple of the builds go up. We got to see, first of all, the Bugatti. The Bugatti that uh, uh, Joshua yeah. Orchard built. How, yes. how did that do? That did awesome. That's a really good, man. Like, What would you say about the landing? The, at least the first. <laughs> the first attempt he landed, he almost put it in because he, he, that's a quick plane and it doesn't uh-huh. slow down. So, right. yeah, he, he came up and, you know, uh, time he was trying to bring it around. And luckily, it was a mistake high because he, he tip stalled it and, you Ooh. know, it was back and forth a few times. Yeah. And then he pulled out of it and he just came around and uh, he lined up right with that runway. And, you know, he, he landed, I think he, I think he landed and it nosed over when he landed, but it was still, it was fine, man. And that was pretty sweet. Now, yeah. Fred, do you know anything about that plane? Cause like I was watching him build it, but at at one point I'm like, is this, is this Dollar Tree foam or what the hell is it now? Is that a, was that a balsa plane or was that Dollar that, Tree? That one I think was balsa. I, I, Okay. Link into it on one of our previous. Only because he had retracts in it, and then that's what made me think it might have been Balsa. But it was an amazing scratch build, man. Uh-huh. And he did a good job of flying that thing and bringing it around. And then we got to see uh, the dude from uh, Boeing Yeah. Fly, fly his jet. I don't know. What, what model jet was that? Was that an F4? I don't remember. It has like that inverted V-tail. It has like the oh, rudder right, stick right. up and then the V, the, you know, the horizontal stable is a V. Yeah. And the twin EDFs he had on it. Twin EDFs. That thing was a screamer. That thing that was thing awesome. Moved out, yeah. Retracts. Retracts. Yeah. Retracts. And that was it. a foam plane. That was Dollar Tree. Mm-hmm. Well, Dollar Tree. Flight main. test foam. Yeah. And that thing flew. He flew that thing. Great, man. Yep. Did a great job with that. So I'm pulling the pictures up on the Bugatti and it, it's, it's styrofoam, balsa and fiberglass. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. It's uh it's like the the thick insulation foam shaved down and sanded down, kinda like he did with his um Sikorsky last year. Yeah, that thing moved out, man. Yeah. That thing was fast. Both of those that and the jet, they were quick. And uh there was a dude there. A couple people said to me they, they thought my, my SE five was there, giant SE five because they saw a big biplane. There was a yeah. dude there that, that built a biplane. It looked like a mix between the baby blender and it blown up to whatever it was 60 70 inches easy and a tail from that error but what else did we see steve trying to think um what was that big there was a couple rocket planes that went off there was yeah planes with like sparklers on the back too there was a guy that had uh the green one that green plane with the strange landing gear kind of like the landing gear had wheels on either side and it was connected in the middle and he actually tips all that and and uh, cartwheeled it's the, it. It's not the Comet, is it? The, the the jet one, the rocket one. No, no. Uh. Uh-uh. Okay, it was it, in the it, Hobby King Comet one. Okay. Flight test just put out like a little teaser video of like today, and uh, yeah, I noticed the guy with the four engine green plane. He tipped. Yeah, that one mm-hmm. at one point. But that was that was a pretty impressive plane. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, you got the guys that are building stuff the whole time they're there. You know, it's like they're making it up as they go along, and you <laughs> see a couple of those in the. There's in some the, of them that are in the vlog. Like, yeah, or just right out like I don't know what you're building, but you're just gluing a lot of foam together. <laughs> Good luck with that, dude. There was a guy Fred that took the box that the flight test foam comes in, and, and he had that flying around. Yeah, that's the flying awesome. box. He had yep. the box flying around. That was cool. Yeah, that was that pretty was funny. Awesome. 
I'm sure I'm sure we missed a ton because mm-hmm. we were like, you know, you can't be everywhere. Right. <laughs> but it, that's that's what we saw, man. Yeah. Let's see here. So let's talk about some of the crashes we saw. Ethan had a great flight. <laughs> he also yeah. had a pretty good flight. He, he had, it was a pretty good crash. It wasn't that, you know, I mean, it wasn't that crazy. Um, but basically, he's flying his Goblin 700 competition and, you know, flipping it this way and that way and going this way and that way and this place and that place. And then all of a sudden, you see something flying out of his heli and it just coming down in the ground. Um, so he lost the receiver pack. Uh, he flies with the receiver pack, and he lost the receiver pack, so he lost RX, right, total RC control. And the helicopter just kind of thump, hit the ground, just kind of fell out of the sky. I remember, I don't remember what plane it was. I think it was a glider, or I don't remember what it was, but I remember when I was flying either the Oxy or something. Yeah, it and was a, it was a wing, I think. It was a wing, and all I know is out of the corner of my eye, I see this plane coming like, towards me and it kind of bounces off our like pop-up and then it comes like around me and in front of me and i'm just like and i'm flying a helicopter like try not to look away i'm like what the you know (laughs) dude fred we were standing there and uh that guy adam who knows chad capper they were talking at one point right in front of our canopy and some dude flying multi-rotor lost it and went right in between those two guys Oh, like cool it was yes. in a blink of an eye, boom, and and it crashed, and it was a, it was a good size. It wasn't a two ten or it wasn't a small one. Yeah. It was pretty good size. Oh, really? Yeah, it was like, probably was probably close to the the three fifty size. Yeah, it was around there somewhere. Yeah, yeah, and we were like, holy shit, man! I mean, that could have took one of those guys out easy. And then later on that night, some kid was flying his night, whatever it was. We didn't even know what it was. Yeah. We were standing was, uh, there talking, and it bounced off the freaking canopy, and and wound up like in the on the other side of the runway. Yeah, a lot of flight line violations, a lot of yeah. planes and helis, not helis, a lot of planes and uh, quads, like mainly planes though, going right. behind the flight line. Yeah. Now, you you guys talked about the flying quad a bit, and if you mentioned it and I missed it, I'm sorry. What about the uh, paramotors? Um, they did their stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, at first they were, they were behind us, like kind of ways behind the whole event, kind of practicing or doing something and kind of see them throughout the day. And then when we were talking with Chris, they were doing a thing and I rather talk to those guys and watch these guys do some stuff. But it looked pretty cool. They, they had like these pylons set up and they're going around them and, you know, they're doing a lot of coordinated flight with it, with those paraglider things. So it was pretty cool looking. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was pretty. It was pretty cool, and you know what it is, Fred. It's probably like a draw for the spectators. Spectators, you know? yeah, like yep, like fireworks or that's you probably, know. That's probably what it was. Mm-hmm. But it, it was cool to see. You know, I don't know yeah. if I could have. I don't know if I could have watched it every night. <laughs> like a but, same uh, routine every night? No. Yeah. You know, yeah. especially after the second night, and especially because like you want for for the pilots, especially that might not care about the the paragliding like that might not be something they ever want to do you know to be like okay for the next hour and a half you know you can't fly you know it wasn't that long was it i don't know maybe an hour with the setup and stuff it probably was yeah um because those pylons were big they look like the um the air race pylons yeah and they were out there for quite a bit yeah yeah so it's like okay you know (laughs) but um and especially that was like the golden hour right that's like 
Yeah, zero wind and zero wind. Yep. Um, when when the air density just is that perfect floatiness. So, but regardless, um, it was cool for us to kind of see it. You know. Yeah. But like I said, I was I was more into the conversation with with Chris and the guys. But I would look up every so often, see those things like and guys kind of flipping them and stuff. So that was pretty cool. And we had a guy at my club in Goshen that I belonged to uh, that had one of those, and he used to fly it from the from the RC field. But uh, it's just like I don't know, man. I I really don't have any interest in it. The funniest thing was that story that Ron Cavill oh, yes. on the podcast. <laughs> about uh-huh. his friend that was, you know, a pilot and then wanted to try that. And then he was like, hey, you know, <laughs> yeah. you need, you need, <laughs> you heard that story, right, Fred? You need oh, some yeah. experience. You need, you need to get checked out. No, I don't, <laughs> I know what I'm doing. And then the next time he saw him, he was all banged up and they're like, what happened? And he's like, well, I was running with that stupid thing, trying to get it off the ground and I fell. And when I fell, the throttle kicked on full <laughs> and, and just drove me into the ground. <laughs> I was, Oh man, he's got a fun. He's got a few good stories, man. That that oh were God. freaking funny as hell. I could just imagine <laughs> the uh, the parachute going ahead of him <laughs> and sure. him full throttle, him. Yeah. full throttle on the fan behind that strapped to his back, just pow, pow, pow in the ground as it's dragging him. Oh God! But all in all, I'd have to say it was a it was success. It was a good event, man. I'm definitely looking forward to many more. It was great to see you know. All the people that we wanted to see and check out. I didn't feel rushed at all. It was like, I didn't feel like, oh, I got to go fly now or I'm never going to get in. I was like, I don't care what happens. And it turned out to be awesome from my point of view. I mean, I was just like, it's cool because I got I got to do almost everything I wanted to do. Now, I, I, yeah. get a kick. I don't know if he's serious or not, but there was a guy that posted on the uh, on the Facebook page. Um <laughs> He was upset because somebody was flying uh, one of the high-speed wings that are, you know, they're, they're loud at midnight. It, it made me giggle because that's that's where you do it. That's when you do it. You, you're, you know, you go to an event like that so you can fly at midnight because you're not gonna be able to do it anywhere else. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm still not sure if he was serious or if he was just joking about it. And I got to catch up with almost everybody from the flight test uh, crew, you know, which was cool. I mean, mm-hmm. I like. I like Alex. I've known him for a while. I got, got a chance to say hi to him. Uh, Josh, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Alex's dad and Steve. Alex's wife. Oh, he's awesome. And yeah. uh, even Stefan, I got a chance to talk to him for, for a little bit. And I ran into Austin uh, real quick, you know, and they're all great people, man. They're all like, you know, hey, Kev, how you doing? You know, whatever, you know. So it was cool that they actually remembered me. I didn't see um, I didn't see Eric there. I didn't run into him at all, mm-hmm. and I didn't see Josh Scott at all and his no. wife. Huh. Nope. But I got a chance to talk to Chad for a little bit. Peter was oh, there. Chad, I didn't. I didn't see Peter. Yeah, he kind of was running through, and I was like, "Hey, Peter," just wanted to, you know, say what's up to him. So, I did have a very odd encounter with Josh Bixler. <laughs> did he hug you? <laughs> no, it was just extremely, extremely odd, man. I I don't know. I'm probably gonna edit this out, but um, no, you cannot edit this out. He walked by me and I said, "Hey, Josh, how are you, man?" And uh, you know, I gave him a hug, and he was like, "Hey, dude, how are you?" And I was like, "You know, I, I know he's got his hands full, and I know he's got he sees like thousands of people, you know." But he looked at me and he was like, 
did you um did you bring the CNC machine this time with you? And I was like, <laughs> ah, the wrong Kevin. Ah, yeah, I was like the CNC machine. I was like, no. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah, and then I think I asked him about the kids or whatever. I said some event, you know. And yeah, I'll so, tell you, I'll, but a little behind the scenes stuff, he wasn't getting any sleep. Yeah, because then he walked away from me and he turned away and he was like, "I love you, man." And I was like, <laughs> "That was the fr-. like." I was like, do, "Do you love me or do you love the other Kevin?" Yeah, yeah, you love the other Kevin. <laughs> I literally sat there thinking, "Did he just smoke a joint?" <laughs> Because of the way he, I was like, that was the most odd freaking. I guarantee that's just exhaustion speaking. I, I think so, too. All right. So is there anything else you want to just wrap up or recap with this with the event? Well, it wasn't the same without our buddy Jeff. It wasn't the same without Fred running yep. around. Yep. But it was good. It was it was like I said, it was cool. I got it. I didn't think I was going to have that good of a time being that we only had whatever, 10 hours to be there, you know, yeah. and I really had a great time. It was really cool. One thing that I, I I think I mentioned this on the drive home is that like normally like Flight Fest for us is a big event. We rent an RV, we spend a lot of money. Um, it, it's you know it's it's hard because it's a lot of money that we end up spending, and <clears throat> it's it's good times regardless. But I feel like this day trip that we made, our uh, or whatever one weekend trip, you know, yeah. um, was great because you know we got a lot of stuff going into it and it wasn't like like you said we weren't like stressed to get as many flights in or anything it was just kind of like go there throw a couple of helis or planes in the air go talk go walk around go look at things eat a lot of food kevin probably (laughs) ate the most junk food he's ever eaten in the last (laughs) 10 years i said that to him i said i've eaten more junk food in one day i ate mcdonald's in the morning right what did we get in the morning wait wait wait. no we didn't know i had I Dunkin had freaking Dunkin' Donuts, two donuts, uh-huh. with a coffee. Then when we got there, what the hell did we eat? I know I had a hamburger and a hot dog. I, I had freaking pulled dog. pork sandwich. Pulled pork. I had a corn dog. <laughs> and then at midnight when we got to the hotel, I had chicken McNuggets and, a, and then another cheeseburger. Uh-huh. That's all yeah. in one day. Steve, Steve, was that side of the car riding a little lower on the way home? <laughs> oh, my God, man. <sighs> I'm fat it's, enough to begin with. It's like, where, how do you eat like this? Where the hell do you put it? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, <laughs> uh, boy. Dude, if I get a chance to see anybody after I die, I'm going to be like, what the hell? He can eat that. I, I'm eating carrots and I'm getting fat. <laughs> how is this possible? <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny. I guess I shouldn't start that off by what the hell? <laughs> uh. Yeah, but it was definitely cool, man. And it was definitely worth it. Like you're saying, you know, yeah. we we didn't spend a lot of money, so I think that's why we didn't feel pressured. And for the couple hundred bucks a piece we spent, man, I, I was it was awesome. It was well worth it. And yeah. I'll do it again next year, man. I think I spent more money at the flight test shop <laughs> than I did <laughs> getting there, staying overnight, like sharing a hotel room and the gas or whatever, you know, like whatever they expect yeah. the food and everything. Which I gotta say, Kevin's been hooking me up. I I, I owe you dinner at least. <laughs> so, nah, dude. Um, don't worry about it. We took your car. It's wear and tear on your car. You know, whatever. Yeah, oh, I don't care. It's all good. <laughs> so yeah, to our listeners, if you are in any of the areas where Flight Test has their fun fly, Flight Fest, um, whether it's the West Coast, South, or the East? Question mark. Um, 
<laughs> Definitely make it there. You know, even if you, you know, maybe don't go there. Excuse me? Even if it's just for a day. Yeah, even if it's yeah. just for a day, even if you're just going to spectate, like, it's actually a lot of fun, you know. It's it's definitely it's definitely an event that I would recommend to anyone. Um, whether you're heli only, whether if you're only airplanes or only multi rotors or or if you're all three. It's definitely a fun event. So go to it, support flight tests, support your local fun flies. Fred. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. Definitely go to it, Fred. No, I'm not calling Fred out. Not like other podcasts. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Just, oh, not just fooling. I mean, yeah, I understand Fred's situation. You know, he, he thoroughly explained it to me why he can't go in. And I feel your pain, Fred. And and But I love you. And that's why I'm going to bust your chops and, you know, <laughs> push your buns anyways. <laughs> I empathize yeah. with you, Fred. Yeah. <laughs> I learned that in training. I'll, uh, I'll meet up with you guys in person one of these days. Yeah. Now we're going to, I'm sure I'm, I'm, you know, I got my fingers crossed for next year. I, have, I, I, you know, I have a oh, feeling. No, well, trust me, I didn't, I didn't mean that I'll meet up with you guys in person as a good thing. <laughs> no, there's, there'll be payback. <laughs> He's going to come and roll through and say, there's a storm coming. You need to get out of here. Get out. <laughs> Let's move it on to our news and announcements. News. Wait, that's me. And announcements. Yeah, Fred nice. got a whole Good bunch job, of stuff Fred. there. What you got? Oh, Fred's got stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got stuff. Uh, so a friend of mine that used to work with the Park Service and is in a private agency now slipped me a little bit of an email that had a couple of PDFs in it. And apparently it looks like the uh, the wildfire folks, the people that, that are in charge of organizing um, wildfire fighting efforts, uh, they're putting some plans together for UASs or unmanned aerial systems. Uh, not only what to and how to deal with unauthorized ones entering um, a burn area, but actually getting them and using them in uh, fire. So this is kind of a nice step forward. It, it's uh, I got the links there if anybody wants to take a look at them. You know, it's it's interesting because you know up until now, if, if there's a drone in the area, flat out everyone you know, supposedly shuts down aircraft land and all that stuff. Well, they're mm-hmm. actually a little bit more sensible about it now, you know, and, and it's, it's a little bit more of a risk evaluation. And I say, you know, with these drones, for the most part, you know, they got a very limited flight time. So yeah. that means they have a limited range. So where is it spotted? Is the area they're in likely to, you know, be able to fly outside that area to a degree that's going to impact a, a wildfire operation somewhere else? You know, instead of shutting all the aircraft down, you know, Maybe they shift them over, or or you only land the ones in the, that immediate area. It's it's it seems to be a well thought out you know plan for how to, to deal with UAVs UASs uh, with wildfires as a whole, and that's that's a nice step forward for for all of us. That's very cool, dude. Nice. Um, on other news, we also I've heard that the SAB Goblin Fireball, you can buy a pre built version now. Fireball. So, fireballs. So from SAB USA Direct, you can buy one that's built. Who's building it? Chris Rybert? No. Bert Cameron himself. At least that's oh, no that's way. what the video is showing wow. me. Wow. No, that's what but I guess he has a crew of folks that will Or one of his elves. Yeah, one oh, of his okay. elves, you know. <laughs> will will build you the fireball. Expertly built. 
Um, and all you have to do is hook up your fly rose unit of your choice, solder a battery connector for your ESC, and then you're flying. Flying the fireballs. Wow. So that's pretty cool, right? That's kind of a first when you come to, when you come to think about helicopters. Now, I know flight tests did it just before SAB, right? They did it with the pre-built um, gremlins. Yes. Yeah. Right. So TJ and his crew, you know, would build a gremlin for you and, and and get that all soldered up because, you know, that's a lot of tedious soldering and some folks don't want to do it. So it is. It's definitely um, it was challenging for me. Not that I'm a great solderer, but the gremlin was was somewhat challenging. It's tiny. Those solder pads are well, tiny. It, it wasn't so much the, the size of it, although that was definitely a factor. Um, the the routing of the wires that TJ did is the what? Awesome. The way he routed the wires. Oh, routing of the wires. Yes. What did you say? Uh, I the said routing. 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 What is that? It's like a British thing. Router. Like, it's more like a pig. You know how they put their nose in the ground. They root. Anyways, um, <laughs> he, he he buried the wires, so you're rooting them. That was the biggest challenge for me. Not so much the, the actual soldering itself, but just how tight that that was once it was all put together. Right. I heard the only difference between SAB building something and flight test building something was flight test has a bunch of guys that go ding 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 ding, <laughs> ding, ding, ding while they're building uh, step okay. and play music in the background yeah <laughs> dude how do you get any work done with that guy running around <laughs> no idea uh, like the tasmanian devil man <laughs> hey check this out yeah that's got to be crazy so i have some news or an announcement However, <laughs> you want to take it. Nice. Steve, I know you've been waiting for this for a long time, but. Uh, Hell yeah. The announcement is Spectrum has just released their DX20. 20 channel DSMX transmitter. 20 channels, baby. Oh, for- wow, man. All the same brownout, but twice as many channels. <laughs> twice, twice as many channels to brown out. No. <laughs> brown out anymore. Are you sure about uh, that? You sure about those five minutes? And it's only $1,299. Hurry, oh. shipments are selling out fast. I read that right from Horizon Hobby. Wow. Pretty heavy-duty setup. Uh, I mean, some of the specs are carbon fiber front case, machine aluminum quad-bearing gimbals, ergonomic leather side grips. Oh, it does have the leather side grips, just like the 18 or whatever the other one was, right? But it's you know it's, it's for a guy that has some big, giant multi-engine thing and i don't know it's got a bunch of stuff for that 20 programmable proportional channels i don't know yeah yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, i've been pretty dang happy with my little <laughs> spectrum six it's my go-to horizon hobby for news now i i will throw one more in there because uh you know i forgot about it the b26 from dynam the uh pre-purchase is available and so uh i was all excited i i've been talking to grace and hobby they're uh Around the Atlanta, Georgia area, I can tell them I, I want to be the first one to order. I want, I want, I want to be the first one to pay for one of these. And so the email comes, Bing. I pop the email up when I find it. I go right to the web page. I, I prepay for it, and uh, I, I, I'm excited. I've got, I've got my B26. Well, I was talking to the guys from there a little bit after. It says, "Yeah, you're actually number five. Oh, yeah. Some guy from Canada beat me. He uh, he paid uh he paid like one hundred and forty dollars in shipping to get that thing up to to Canada. Oh boy! And uh, 
and 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 it's a huge. I mean, it's a huge box, so that's not terribly un, you know surprising. I thought it was going to be more expensive for me. It was only like fourteen bucks for shipping from from there to here. So uh, that that's oh, not yeah. fourteen bucks. That's yeah, nothing, that's not bad at all. Yeah, the size of the box it's it's like a futon cushion. The size how it's so big. Yeah, it's fifteen hundred millimeter, right? It's yeah, yeah. It, it's just huge. I mean, it's just it's, oh, it's so. I'm so excited. I, I can't wait to get it. Nice. Do you have history with this? Like, did you do you know somebody that flew this plane? I thought you had flew, said no. that. Uh, my father uh, served in World War II. He was real when he had me. Uh, he was he was in his fifties or so, but no, he he served as ground crew for B twenty sixes all over Europe. Okay, and, that's and, what it was. So yeah, mm-hmm. that, that and and nobody made this plane before. I mean, you know, wild planes had this you know kit that it was chunks of foam that were roughly in the shape of the B twenty six, and you had to sand and smooth and well, if that much work, might as well just cut it out and do it myself. But yeah. uh, I didn't want to. So there's nobody was selling any sort of bind and fly or, or R for any sort of kit. So when this came out, man, I was excited. And uh, apparently, I'm not the only one. It's it's very popular over on RC groups, although they're doing a lot of infighting over there. Um, what I can't imagine. That. I know, I know, shocker. Um, <laughs> Grayson Hobbies sell them, and he said, you know, like I said, I thought I was the first one to order it, and I was number five. So who knows how many people have ordered it since then? Uh, Motion RC's carrying it, so you know it's. It's it's out there, and it seems to be that something that people want. If that many people are prepaying for it, even before it's available. Cool, man. Oh, I can't wait to hear your thoughts on it. Yeah, I'm 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 excited. Nice. Okay, so what's next for you in the hobby? FPV helicopter. Any day now. Uh Oh yeah. No, I'm I'm something. <laughs> it's it's no, on the list. It's, of the it's on the list somewhere. Uh, but I no. lost the list, but it's on the list. <laughs> In addition to trying to work on some of those uh, airplanes and, and stuff that I got from uh, that that bulk sale, uh, uh-huh. I've recently been making contact with some of the local drone racing guys because they also do little fun flies too. They're not just racing, and so I'm wanting to get out and and, and start reaching out and making contact and flying with some of the guys in my area. Uh, I didn't realize there was quite as many. Um, in fact, one of the guys I was talking to out of Pensacola, he's like, "Yeah, there's a guy and his two kids come over from from Pontian Springs." I'm like, wait, no, I, I live there. There's nobody around me that flies, but apparently there is. So I said, when he oh, you know, boy. talk to him, tell him to reach out with, to me if they want to. Uh, man, I might have somebody in town here to fly with. Nice. That's awesome. That's cool, cool. dude. Um, I guess for myself, I need to finish up the garage some more. It's always an ongoing battle, it looks like. Pop it out. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got, a, I got a little fan, which whew, that thing works wonders. Mop it up. Mop it up. Uh, so um yeah, get get those bins sorted. Um I got my N seven canopy in, so I'm gonna I do need to I did notice that the main gear rubs a little, so I'm gonna have to kinda finagle it a little and get it to fit perfectly. Um I'm keep it deferring with your your part of the conversation here, but um I saw that you had uh some bins. Where are you getting your bins from? I'm I'm kinda sourcing them everywhere. Uh some yeah, of the bins don't, don't do that. Don't don't get get uniform bins so they all fit the same thing. Walmart has them and they've been carrying. Them I, you, you know what it is? I have so many. I have two different shelves. Plus, I have any of the wooden tables that I made or whatever that are like different too. I I, I know what you mean. I just get all the same. Yeah. But the problem is, just a lot of stuff that I need that that a lot of a lot of stuff I could put in small bins, and then if I get a big bin for it, it's just a waste of space. Um, but to, just. 
get the big bin and put smaller boxes in that bin so you can divide it up in that bin. You, you'll thank me a year from now. Uh, and and the really will I, that, Fred? Will I, yes, Fred? Yes. <laughs> It'll you, be Fred. on the New Year's the New Year's uh, list of things to you know different. Okay, from I'm going to remember um, this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, and, and Walmart's Garden, they're, they're two bucks each, man, and they're they're really nice quality. They're they're good, sturdy. Which ones are they? The steril, uh, Sterilite or whatever? Yeah, the Sterilite with the the clips on the ends, and uh, See, that's what I got. But they're I don't know. If the shoebox size is what yeah. Steve's got. I got. Yeah, no, this is bigger. This, like I have the regular shoebox size um, from Target, the the blue top ones, which I like too because they're nice and compact. They stack really well. Um, but then I bought these other ones from Dollar General because I was happy to go buy one. I was like, let me just take a look, see what they got. And it was like three dollars each with the top yeah, clip oh, over. Three dollars each. Oh my! No, no. <laughs> So, Fred, I got my bins in my bins. Thank you. Yeah. Bins and bins, man. It works great. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to be working on my Vigan. Once I felt the power. <laughs> the you know power. what KV your your motor is? I'm curious to see what I ordered. It's, it's freaking mad KV. Mad KV. <laughs> mad thrust KV. It actually says on there KV mad. Yeah, insane, madly, <laughs> crazy. I, think it's, uh, I got two of them. I think that one's either 2,800 or 3,900. I'm not sure. I can't be 39. I had a 36 in that blue. I was just like, couldn't handle that much spinning rotation. But was it mad thrust? No, it was not. Oh, see, Dr. Mad Thrust is a doctor. He knows what he's doing. It's doctor. I'll give him that. Like yes. Dr. Seuss? He has a doctorate in mad thrust. <laughs> so, I mean, the one I bought was um, a free wing 70 millimeter, 12 oh, okay. rated, um, EDF, yeah. 6S motor, and it's 2150 KV. So, I'm curious how it, how it you know, matches up with yours. That's why I was asking. Actually, I think it might be 28 or 29. I think I have two of them. I think one's 28, one's t- one is 29. Might be Actually, that. Wait, this is the weirdest thing. I thought it was 2150, but. Yeah, yeah, it is. 3048 is probably the size of the motor, and then it's a 2150 KV. It was scary holding on to it, though. Yeah, okay, because this says it can handle it, and it says it gives me over two kilograms of thrust. And I'm thinking, dude, if, if I'm going to get two minutes out of a fourteen or a 4,000 milliamp hour 6S, uh, if I put a 2200 in there, I'm going to get a minute flight time. So I'm thinking I might do, might leave the 4100 in there. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, try. See, I mean, the worst it could do is you try to take off and it plops on the ground and breaks. Yeah. 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 Oh, no. That's, it'll fly. That's I the think worst. it will fly. <laughs> I think nah. I put a brick in it and it'll fly. Is it the new FT Brick Vicken? The brick. Yes. The Bricken. It's got to fly. It's, it's red with freaking lightning bolts on it. How can it not fly? <laughs> nice. Yeah, so that's what I'm going to be working on. Okay. Should we wrap it up? Wrap yeah, it up. Uh, it's wrap up time. All right. Wrap it up. All right. Facebook likes. We are at 657 likes plus two this week. And those names are as follow Lourdes Negron Leo. Luis E. Riviera. Nice. Riviera. Rode around in the Riviera when I was a little kid. A Buick? Me too. Well, yeah. 86. 
Uh, I think ours was like 73. Of course. Something like that. It had the headlights that came down like from the sky. It was really weird. I mean... They rolled They rolled around and it kind of looked like they came down from the trees. Shined down <laughs> the trees first and then came down. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. They rotated 360, yep. Or 180. Yes. Cool. All right. Uh, Facebook comments. Oh, geez, dude. We've had a ton of Facebook comments. Um, basically because... You know, we're both like, hey, it was great hanging out with you to everybody that we met up with at Flight Fest. So I don't know. I, I just there's so many, man. Just thanks again to everybody who hung out with us and, you know, shared their stories with us and their vacation time with us. Yes. Website comments. Website comment. Oh, crap. <laughs> I do this every freaking time. Yes. Uh, we had a bunch come in, didn't we? Oh, we have a, uh, we had a website. I'm, I'm including emails that we get, but we had a, uh, an email from our buddy Javier who said he had a great time at his first fun fly of the year. And, uh, he knows we were going out to flight fast and all that stuff. And, uh, so it's good to hear that, uh, he had a good time, man. I guess it was a heli only fun fly. Mm hmm. He says he got up about uh, 21 flights that day. Flew his Oxy-3, his Goblin 380, his Goblin 500. He still has the uh, 420 resting in pieces, he says. Uh, but he flew a bunch, man. He appreciates your offer to give him parts for, uh, you know, or help him out with the 420. So uh, good to hear from you, Javier. Yeah, man. Awesome. That's a lot of flights. Wow. 21 yeah. flights. I, I don't think I can even get 21 flights. Not even at a fun flight. Like, if I'm by myself at the field, <laughs> I don't think you get 21 flights. Wow. Awesome, man. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. And whenever, you, whenever you're ready, you know, Javier, just let me know, man. I'll work with you. We, we're gonna, we'll get that thing fixed up. Um, all right. All right. Okay. So, Podbean. Podbean. Uh, we had a few people that liked episode 83, Fireballs. Fireballs. Uh, it was uh, Mike Welch liked it. RC Flightline liked it. Robot Doctor Eighty Two liked it, and so did BVGHJ. Jericho uh, Burn. Jericho Burn. Uh, we had a bunch of people that started following us. Shadow Run, Litzy Bug, Robot Doctor Eighty Two, or Robot if you want to piss me off. Doctor Eighty Two. Uh, Robot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was that conversation from? We were saying something. It was from the Goldbergs. The yeah, father yeah. calls it Robot. <laughs> it's that movie with the robots in it. The robots. Um, <laughs> um, Geek Athlon podcast started following us. Uh, Transcendence, Caro, Roe, Puffs, Tristan, and Josh. They all started following us. So thanks, guys. Awesome. We got a lot of new followers on Podbean. All right. Thanks, everyone. Cool. iTunes reviews. iTunes. Bum, bum, bum. The death of Kevin. I'm starting up iTunes right now because I always forget to start it five minutes before we start recording because it takes so freaking long to start up because it's a Mac product. Hater. Haters. I am. I am. I'm sorry, Apple. I'm, I'm one of those people that follows something but doesn't like it. <laughs> so I'm sorry. All right. Well, there's no new iTunes reviews. Okay. But thanks to everyone who has left us one. For yes. sure. 
Yes. All right. So drop us an iTunes review and we'll read the review in the next episode. Email us at free4rc at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash free4rc podcast. Check out our webpage, free4rcpodcast.com. Say hi to Chris. Hi, Chris. <laughs> What's up, Robert? Let us know if you want us to add anything. Uh, flight test forums, off the field, audio, video, and production, other than flight test podcasts. Free for RC podcast sitting next to the FT community cast. Hey, Patrick, I'm like, <laughs> I was wondering who's going to get that oh, in first. Dude, we, we didn't even mention that we didn't see Pat because he had the run. Yes. Yeah. Patrick, um, did he leave that morning or the day before? Well, I, I don't want to say because I don't know. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if it was Saturday morning or Friday. I think it might have been Friday night or something. He had to run. Some, something happened. And, and I don't want to go really into it too much. But, um, yeah, he had to run. So it's unfortunate. Yeah, it's the same with Chris. Like, we don't want to go into what's going on with Chris without talking to him. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah. So it was a shame that we, we didn't get a chance to say hi to Pat. He did jump on one of... Uh, the, I think the vegan video. I think he jumped yeah. on that live. So it was, it was at least yep. nice that we could just kind of chat with him uh, on uh, Facebook Live real quick. Yeah. Um, so that was cool. Wish him all the best. Yes. All right. RCHeliHangouts.com forums. Uh, under RC Heli Hangouts main section, podcast corner, and free for RC podcast. Sitting next to the RC Heli Hooligans podcast. Hey, Hooligans. All right. Walt and Ed. Yeah. Hey, Walt and Ed. <laughs> All right, so thanks again for all our listeners that we got a chance to talk to and the ones that, you know, don't listen to us, but we got a chance to talk to at Flight Fest. It was uh, great to meet everyone and hang out. Yeah, you guys really made our time there special. It was great, man. Yeah. So. It was awesome. All right, thanks, guys. Free our skies, and we'll see you next time. See ya. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Fred, your eggs are done. You gonna go check Fred, out eggs? your eggs are done. Oh hell, are they still boiling? Fred, when, when are you gonna send me some eggs? You got a, you got a surplus. I want some eggs. How the hell is he gonna send you eggs? I don't know. Fat eggs. Here, here's the here's the nice thing with eggs. If you take them right out from the chicken butt and you don't refrigerate them.